What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And that's you. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. New, 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 new world oh, they was busy this weekend. New, 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 new world order. They was busy this weekend. Oh, my goodness. Hey, it's going to be a busy weekend. We're going to catch you up on all of the latest and greatest news out here. Today's show, when the celibate who dates millionaires, all right, she's basically going to go in and tell you guys what's going on right here, all right? She goes mainstream, and what CGA's been talking about, I've been talking about this for quite a bit, CGA is always ahead of the game. New, 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 new world <laughs> uh, she, went, she went crazy. This weekend, I mean, they're exposing themselves. They're going out there wide in the open, all right? The, ec the economy is going crazy. Dating coaches are going nuts. We're going to tell you what's going on. She goes mainstream and talks about how she goes 10 toes up for money. I got money. And this isn't a secret to people over here. We've been telling you about this since the evolution, since I wrote the evolution, since I've been saying girls are going to be knocking on your door and selling, giving peace lead for bottles of water, all right? This is what's happening here. And ladies, if you're thinking about joining this, particular uh thing here because your money's tight i got money. i know i got money but the market is flooded all right there's a new junior college orientation freshman orientation and sophomore graduation every single day are you a freshman at the university no no <laughs> you look like no. a freshman <laughs> yeah man hey dude the market is flooded i mean we, we if you've seen the go to our members live stream all right on coach greg adams.locals.com we was over there man we got buck tooth cockeyed all the knock needs are coming over here women are coming over there i mean it's crazy leftover women women that got dogs dinner having dinner with dogs it's crazy it's oversaturated at this particular point if you come on there you better be bad there's prawn stars over there all right we 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 find out we found out that a girl that matched with me she favorited my profile all right doesn't mean she didn't favor ten thousand other men's profiles but one of our guys did some investigative work over on locals and she's a prawn star mm. <laughs> she's a prawn star so uh this is what's happening here now i'm going to equate this to kind of what's happening here because people don't realize what's going on here i'm going to give you uh an equivalent it's not going to be a false equivalent, but it's going to be an equivalent to the mindset of the modern person. Now, we're going to use hip-hop music, since people, people know about hip-hop. We're going to use hip-hop music as the equivalent, and sometimes I might forget to use that as an equivalent, but if people want to know what's going on here, we're going to use modern hip-hop versus old-school hip-hop and what was a violation back then to what is acceptable now. Okay, that's kind of what the dating marketplace has become. Anyway. Shout out to the coach gang. Let's see what Joe Biden's up to this morning. I love those barrettes in her hair, man. I tell you what, look at her. She looks like she's 19 years old sitting there with her, like a little lady in her wedding squad. What? <laughs> what? Joe, chill, Joe. I've done some dumb things. And I'll do dumb things again. Damn. All right, so there's the topics for the day. We're going to talk about the, oh, we're, we're got to talk about this. New, 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 new world order. We got to talk about PayPal tipping their hand a little bit. All right, and if my computer shuts down, I'll be back. All right, but PayPal tipping their hands. We're still going to accept PayPal, but um, we're going to tell you don't panic yet. A lot of people are like, delete, take your money out. Don't panic yet. And I'm going to tell you why in a minute. Also, Brittany Renner uh, gets a commercial. 
about uh, side chicks. We're going to talk about that fast food commercial for Brittany Renner about side chicks. All right. So interesting there. We're going to talk about uh, taking your girlfriend to a sporting event. If you've been following my Instagram, we talked about that. Um, a wife attempts to sabotage her marriage and she's going to reveal how good men get married and how toxic wives who are used to toxic relationships sabotage their marriages. She's going to demonstrate that. We'll give that as an example. What else do we have going on here? Man, somebody's on. Look, I'm on live. Somebody's calling me. That should know I'm on live. What else is on here? Um, what else is on here? I can't tell. I got to wait for this thing to uh, get. What else is going on there? What do we got else? Oh, when celibates, when celibates go mainstream. That's going to be our latest story towards the end. All right. With that being said. To, to contribute to today's show, dollar sign CGA live on the cash app. Venmo is Coach Greg Adams TV on Venmo, which is owned by PayPal. New, 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 new. <laughs> I got money. Um, and PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams, which we're going to go into now and talk about PayPal in a minute. And then if you want to, don't want to contribute to PayPal, I thoroughly understand. Go over to the Notorious CGA channel and drop a couple super chats. All right. That's how you would be able to do it to get around there. So you're not handcuffed. Uh, you can use your preference and all that stuff. And let's get to the earlier contributions to today's show. We'll start over on the super chat and shout out to Class E Beats. He says, Happy Money Day. I got money to the coach gang. He says, Stay locked in and focused, fellas. Wow. And if you didn't see our show yesterday on the money mindset, which is the evening group on Sunday, we went in on singular focus. We use Napoleon Hill and Kobe Bryant as an example, providing us the context of how in how how focused you have to be on a singular thing to be successful at it. All right. We went into that. We use the outwitting the devil book and we also use Kobe Bryant as an example of singular focus. So you got to stay focused, got to stay locked in, especially during these times, man, these times each and every day. I don't know if you guys know it gets tougher and tougher each and every day. I mean, just. You know, you can't you can't be dependent on anybody because they don't care. Shout out to Leaf is in the building. Thank you for Mr. Leaf back in back in the building. Domain Stickum says, got a triceratops. Got a triceratops. Wait a minute. He says, got a triceratops coming over tonight. Wow. What is that? Man, he says, I'm going in. Chuck. What is a triceratops? It's not a mastodon. I'm assuming that's a long legged creature. Right with short arm. What which one is that? That's a brontosaurus. What would a triceratops be? Anybody? <laughs> All right. Rational or rationality says I paid a junior college girl with an EBT card. Price is wrong. Wow. You paid her with EBT. Well. <laughs> okay. Hey, look, you got to do what you got to do around here. Shout out to Brown 310 back in the building. And then says Ninja Snuggle. Ninja Snuggle. Uh, you changed your name, but shout out to you. Thank you for the coffee. And we'll get over to Cash App and see if anybody got busy over there. I once got busy in the Burger King bathroom. Yes, it's crazy. Allow me to amaze thee. They say I'm ugly, but I just can't change thee or something like that. But I still got the girls in my pants. And they even got my own dance. Shout out to Preston in the building. He says the divorce diet is when uh you lift weights from the stress okay yes i shit on my divorce i think i talked about that a long time ago but my divorce diet for sure i got i got in the best shape of my life during my divorce and because i was broke mm. paying off lawyers 
paying off leases and rents and other apartments. You know what I mean? All right. Moving to my own apartment after I moved out of my car. Oh, yeah. I got into some great shape being broke because I didn't eat no fast food. All right. Shout out to Mr. Justin in the building. Appreciate you, man. I don't know whether to say government names over here. All right. It just don't phase me. They say I'm ugly. Uh, anyway, shout out to Albert Ingram. He says, he says, uh, have you seen the Britney Renner commercial for Crystals about being a shy chick? Yes, I have seen it. I actually have it uh, ready to go, lined up for you, brothers. And we're going to tell you how she got a commercial. All right, El Jefe says CGA's Raiders going to pull off an upset tonight. Indeed, look, uh, let's just go ahead and we're going to go on early today before the kickoff. And uh, we're going to see what's happening. Here. I don't know what's going on. When we play the Chiefs, man, it's either good or it's really bad. All right, but we'll see what's going on here. Travis says, I've been living abroad for a while. America is behind when it comes to sags. Many other countries aren't as prude, and sex work is considered normal in other places, and people treat sex like a handshake. People don't realize this. I know, man, America is very Puritan in their approach to uh, to relationships and sex. Very Puritan, very old school. Even in, a, even in an economy that saw the digital sexual marketplace explode, even after the hippies and free love, even after all of the uh, free spirits, even after we know people out here are in these streets, in these streets, we turn a blind eye to it. I mean, it's very weird. In Europe, it's not that way. And now I haven't spent an extensive time in Europe. I have had Europeans, a lot of European friends, and being in Southern California, you're just going to run into Europeans. And I've dated a lot of Europeans. They don't treat sex like we do in America. We're very much... um. We're very much turned a blind eye to it. I, I think a lot of people aren't having sex and then there'll be a sex scandal and they'll be like, oh, my God, they were having sex in the bathroom. Like, bruh, mm. <laughs> like this is what people do. We're human animals. This is what we do. We get busy like the whole Matt Lauer thing. Oh, my God. He had the door lock and he was clapping the cheeks of all the young anchors. Yes. And they were willing participants. This is this is why the Me Too movement can get legs because we have Puritan values, right? This is why we have to say Emmy Yudoka's an idiot. But in any other world, this is what people do: they sleep with each other. Now, Emmy Yudoka allegedly sleeping with an owner, a minority owner. I don't know about that, but that's probably not as weird as you would think. But we're very much yeah people people over in uh, Wichita, Kansas. Oh, oh my God, they fornicated. Oh, like dude. <laughs> But that's because we raise our kids in a Puritan value. Now, I'm not saying that's bad because I think the pendulum has swung. And now you got trans trans people uh, doing twerking in front of your kids in the preschool. That's how far the, the pendulum swinging now. So the Puritan thing is actually kind of nice. But at the same time, people are going to do what they got to do. Um, Where do we got going on here? Oh. Oh, I was still getting into the contributors of the day show. I got all of them. And let me see if there's anybody that hit me up on PayPal. We got, who is it? <laughs> I'm trying not to say government names. We do got some brothers over there, man. We got like five, 50, 11 brothers over there. Appreciate y'all. Uh, no government names says early contributor. Just wishing you the best against the Chiefs. Uh, but just letting you know, expect uh, what might will be happening like what happened to us against the Bucks, or last week against the Ravens and the Bills. We have the momentum, and Jerome Booger took it from us. I'm not sure who that is either, 
But uh, shout out to him and the Chiefs, the Chiefs, the Chiefs, man. I tell you, man, I th- that's a team I don't look forward to having a game against. By the way, the Raiders do pretty well in Kansas City against the Chiefs. We do horribly at home. So we'll see. No, no government name says rapper says matter. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, I know what you're getting at. I know what you're getting at. <laughs> Hold on for a second. He says rapper says WLs matter. Community attacks him. Rapper says basically new, 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 new world control order. war banks and entertainment gets instantly banned. He says now the communitas are noticing that the Romans you're uh you're not allowed to even mention. Interesting times we're living in. I actually said this on my members live stream. I was like, I mean, listen, you can go in and go in on the communita, but if you go in on you know who, they'll instantly delete you. They were sitting back watching like, oh, look at him going in on the communita. Isn't that cute? He was like, oh, I'm going. And then as soon as he pulled that, whoop, that was like, oh, you can't do that. Mm. <laughs> they pulled that. They pulled this card real quick. This is what tells you, man, look. I'm I'm actually you guys got to watch it over here man. Look. Everybody knows the rules. Instantly. It didn't even take 10 minutes, but for for 3 days, for 3 days, y'all was going back and forth against them. And he they was like just sitting back drinking coffee like this is interesting. <laughs> Anybody bags you need anything? Any in words you need anything? You guys need knives, guns? You guys want to <laughs> He's like, y'all guys got, y'all guys want to go down in the middle of Brooklyn and handle this middle of the street? Go ahead. Hey, she was like, go ahead and argue. For three days, they was just sitting back like, yeah, okay. He came out. He was like, we going DEFCON 3. They was like, hold up for a second. Mm. Yeah, we going to put an end to that. <laughs> we going to put an instant in. That's that's what lets you know, man, in the world we live in, bro. Instantly. They didn't even they didn't even catch their breath. They didn't even swallow their damn coffee. They was like. Game over. <laughs> Shit. Anyway. Now, if you guys are complaining about it, you behind schedule. Again, we need to get on schedule with these complaints. This is when I get when I'm going to get into this, this PayPal thing again, people are all panicking and I'm sitting back like, oh, God, you guys stop with the panicking. Stop with the reactionary. We need to get on our we need to stop being on our heels and being on our toes. OK, same thing with this thing with the celibates. People are on their heels every day, reacting, reacting, reacting. We got to be somebody said, what's the solution, coach? I'm just telling you right now. We need to stop being reactionary. Reactionary, reactionary. Okay, we need to be on our toes. We need to be ready. We need to be in a stance. We need to get our heads from out of the cloud because a lot of us are uh, distracted by Mickey Mouse stuff and you're arguing, arguing over little stuff. And then when something happens, they give you a little bit of a taste of how what they can do. And then you guys are all, huh? What? Like, you don't know what's going on. It's actually, <laughs> it's actually crazy. The reality is we're going in another direction. Now, if you want to call it, you can call it whatever you want. People can call it conspiracy. I mean, if you're still on that, that's that sure thing. I don't promote conspiracy theorists over here. I basically tell you where we're going and it gets proven. Over time, 
And this is where we are. You shouldn't be surprised. I think there's a lot of hope strategists, right? And you're hoping one day that people will be kind. You're hoping, you're hoping one day that people will say, let's be fair. Guys, we don't live in a fair world. We live in a world where people want control. And I've been telling you this, right? I've been telling you this. It's not about money. I mean, it is. But it's ultimately about control and power. And we've been seeing this for the last few years that people are thirsty for control and power. Some of these people cannot be named, but the people know that there are people who are bloodthirsty about control, influence, and power. This is what's going on here. So if you're expecting some reparations, if you're expecting apologies, if you're expecting fairness in this world going right now, you're behind schedule. You're on your heels. And not only that, you're you're you got your head in the clouds period period point blank now you can either be a part of the problem or part of the solution or you could just stand in the middle of the street they always say that phrase there's people that uh there's a there's three type of people the people that wonder what happened the people who try to make things happen i don't remember the phrase but you can be one of those three people most people are people who wonder just wondering what happened what what what's going on when are they going to have make things fair when are they going to patch it up with us guys it ain't happening it's not happening <laughs> if you guys see the direction we're going we're not going in the direction of equity equality and fairness it is pretty much going to be an unfair uneven game and you could be on this side or on that side whatever where you want People hate that part. People hate that part of my show. Last one. Mr. G Hardaway, on my seeking, I keep getting older women favoriting me, even though I put 18 to 25-year-old women need not apply. Um, older need not apply. He says, do they even read the profile or do they, they don't care? They do read the profile, but be careful with that because a lot of those older women will entice you into a battle and which could get you banned. So I don't, say to put this type of criteria on your profile leave it wide open because then they come over and then uh, somehow if they message you and you respond because you're like all right i'll take a layup what they'll do is engage in a battle with you and call you all kind of r kelly's and pervs mm. we're gonna get to that we're gonna get to that in a minute all right let me get to this part of the show so uh that's because the normie women are coming over they're tired of tinder too right they're tired of tinder they're tired of dealing with dudes that won't treat them right and spoil them and take them out on dates. And so they come over here like, okay, I want to get spoiled. But then they come over here and they realize, what is this? And these older guys just want younger girls. And then they tend to bait you into a debate via message. And then they call you all kind of metaphiles and whatnot. What you can do is just block them. They're, because um, or if you if you put that in your criteria, just block those people, when they contact you or favorite you, don't engage with them because they're looking to get you into a debate because they're broken, lonely, right? That's what's happening. And they thought they were going to come over here and get great treatment, and they're getting ignored, okay? They're getting ignored. Mm. Let's get into this one right here. Uh, social, social credit scores are definitely on the way now. It's only a matter of time. Now, if you got, guys look at my catalog, I've actually talked about this probably a year or so ago, maybe a little bit longer than that. And um, and if you think if you actually read my book, I kind of insinuate that this is kind of where the direction where we're going. Um, this started with politically correct culture and then this leaking into 
you know, what's happening here on social media where you can't say certain things. You will get banned for saying certain things. And then eventually that's going to lead into what we saw PayPal tip their hand with over the weekend. And if you are missing context, we're going to provide you with the context that might be missing. We're not going to go too deep into this, but take a look at what happened. I believe it was over. Um, it was a uh, Saturday. It actually had leaked out uh, via PayPal that they're going to, they, they tell their user via email or some sort. I think it was via Twitter that they tell their users that it will be a fine of $2,500 for misinformation. And then they backtracked immediately after a little bit of a bite back, especially from millionaires, their former uh, president backlash. And then Elon Musk, a lot of people came out against this. And then a lot of people start saying panic reaction, which I tell you guys reacted immediately to news like this is not the way to do it. But people continue to do it. Close your account to do this and do that. And then you find out how deep PayPal has their claws in other areas, which is going to affect you. So unfortunately, PayPal has their deep claws in deep, so deep that they thought they can release this information on accident. Okay. So you close your account, then you realize, oh, other people pay me through PayPal. Other normies don't care. And then all of a sudden, you, now you have a problem. So here's the deal. We're going to go into the, in the story and tell you what happened. And then we're going to go into where you're going to see the social credit score seeping into our society very closely. Okay. It says right here. Uh, next time. Wait a minute. Let's make this larger. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's get down to the beats of it. We're not going to read all of that. It says a new policy in PayPal's. Fine print triggered a storm of outrage over apparent plans to impose. Starting on November 3rd, a hefty fine of $2,500 anytime one of its 429 million consumers and merchants express what the corporate brass deems as to be information. Okay, so misinformation, I should say. So what the corporate brass deems as misinformation. So you can say something that they don't like. And they said, according to their policy, they can reach into your account and then fine you $2,500 per misinformation. Okay, it says right here. Then PayPal did set, he says right here, they quickly apologized over the weekend for what it called confusion, quote, confusion, claiming that it was all just an error. New, 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 new world order. You got to be kidding me. All right, they, they backtracked and said, oh, it was just an error. Now, here's the deal. We know that's an insincere apology. We know it's not an error. You just got backlash. They got backlash because of people, a lot of people and wealthy people said, wait, the, what, what's going on here? But what you have to understand is this is the direction where we're going. They tempted their tummy with the taste of nuts and honey. They tempted it by putting it out there to see if it would float, and it didn't. Just understand, any company like this has several stages of releasing information. It wasn't an accident. It wasn't like they was typing an email and accidentally sent push. It has to go through the legal department. It has to go through human resources. It has to go through the managers, the managing partners, the owners, the investor. It has to go through a million different channels before it's released like that. And then they start backtracking. All right. They start. And. And people have to realize that this was the first shot of an open corporate censorship, which it's going to be like this going forward. Because now the other people that have been planning on doing this have to readjust their plan and they have to readjust their date to if they're going to do this allegedly. But we know it's coming. We're going to show you that it's coming. And I've been telling you that it's coming. 
Pause. It says right here, they quickly apologized over the weekend, claiming it was confusion. It was just all an error, but not before a deluge of criticism from a number of high-profile individuals, including its own former president, David Marcus. Marcus, the former president of PayPal, took to Twitter to say the new acceptable user policy was an, was an insanity that forced him to come forward and criticize his previous employer, where he had worked for three years from 2011. After former PayPal owner eBay acquired a company, he found it and joined it with the payment services. He says PayPal's new AUP goes against everything I believe, he posted on Saturday. Quote, a private company now gets to decide to take your money if you say something they disagree with. Well, there have been several companies that have been doing this. Uh, Patreon has done something similar. A couple of banks have been doing something similar, although banks are not private. Most of them, they're public. And then Elon Musk agreed to this comment. Says right here, free speech advocates like Elon Musk, one of the entrepreneurs behind the founding of PayPal, as well as a prominent conservative voice, such as um, actor Kevin Sorbo, likewise blasted the plans. The controversy comes as tension runs high over misinformation claims heading into next month's important midterm election in the United States, which could see the Republicans retake control of both the House and the Congress, which is my, most likely going to happen. Very much most likely going to happen unless something weird happens. But with that being said, this is the type of stuff. Even uh, people think the censorship here on YouTube, a couple people lost their account and people are going, well, they didn't do this and they did that. A couple people are celebrating it. A couple people are waiting for the manosphere to blow up and they've been predicting it since 2021. All right. And then it didn't. He, it doesn't happen. And then they predict it again for 2022 and it doesn't happen. And they predict it again for 2023 and it doesn't happen. But there are going to be things that are clenched tighter during election periods, which I said, I said, anytime election period comes around, you're going to see a lot of you're going to see a lot of funniness. And this is just the result of that. Now, the misinformation thing is very vague. This is what I want to warn you about, because they just said misinformation, misinformation about what? <laughs> What information were you dealing with? Misinformation about what? Is there a specific thing we're talking about or is it just in general misinformation? See, that's where we're going to get to the social credit score, which I'm going to show you right now, right, right now. Okay. Anybody can see that right there. Um, This is not a conspiracy. This is reporting. Here we are. China's social credit score ranked citizens. Let's go ahead and make that a little bit larger. That's what she said. So uh, China's social credit system ranks citizen and punishes them with throttled internet speed and flight bans if the CCP deems them untrustworthy. Now, let me just tell you something right there. Well, that's quite interesting that in a government or a corporate entity can say and rank you based on what you say What's inf information and what's misinformation, which sometimes is very straightforward and sometimes is vague. But what they're saying is, yeah, we're going to throttle your Internet speed. We're going to make things difficult for you. We're going to ban flights in particularly, or we're going to make bank transactions a little bit negative. We're also going to have a digital currency in which particular, particularly it's going to expire or I can expire it for you. So if they do this, they can do this via how you rank in your social credit. Now, sometimes your social credit can have self-reporting 
which means you can report yourself or you can have your neighbors report you. Your neighbors can say, huh, we're going to flag this, which people can do on many social media accounts. They can basically say, I don't like what this person's saying. And then since you have your currency dependent on it, a.k.a. PayPal or AdSense or whatnot, they can literally say, well, we're not going to give you your money or we're going to take some of your money based on what you say. That is a social credit score. That's essentially what PayPal tried to roll out. And I'm telling you, I believe this is going to be where the future is. I believe based on kind of what PayPal just did and based on some few, uh, things that I've seen from other governments, this is going to be somewhat of what the future is. Now, you might say, you might say, well, I don't care. It's PayPal. Or I just won't open a bank account. Uh-uh-uh. <laughs> I just want to open a bank account at the banks that are initiating censorship. Well, that's where you're going to be missing out again. That's because you're reactionary. You don't realize what's coming, do you? You don't realize it, do you? Now, I'm just going to tell you, this is not going to be conspiracy. This is going to be where we're going. If you guys don't know anything about the uh, CBDC, you guys are going to get a reality check because what they're probably going to do anywhere in the near future is roll out a digital currency in which it's going to make it easier for transactions. Everything's going to be convenient. Remember, I always tell you, they don't make announcements. They just basically, um, they basically instruct via commercials and entertainment. They'll get all the entertainers to make commercials. Oh, the new CBDC is going to be easy. You can just do this. You can do that. It'll make it easy. You can swap money. You don't need Zelle. You don't need PayPal, blah, blah, blah. Forget about them. Just go to the digital currency. And at that particular point, once they have that, now government entities, instead of the private corporations, could probably do this social credit score on you. They can expire your money. They can make it harder for you. They can find it. The government, these people, these entities can just reach into your digital currency and just extract your money. Okay, so this is kind of where we're going. And I don't know, this is why I said the overreaction about close your PayPal accounts is just more defense falling back on your heels, reactionary stuff. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you close one account over here and one account over there and let the powers that be know that you're in power. We're already kind of transitioning into this. You close the PayPal account actually makes it easier for this to actually proceed faster, right? They're like, oh, good. They're closing up. PayPal uh, shot itself in the foot. Now, when we roll out the CBDC, it's going to be easier, okay? Okay, they'd be like, it's going to be easier because people will jump on there. They don't have access to PayPal and Venmo or whatever these things are that people are telling people to automatically close and show them what's up. Not so, ma not so much. Now, people will say, people will probably say that people aren't going to accept this new form of currency. And you're wrong yet again. Again, these things have already been put into process. These things are already been planned. And with that being said, normies are going to jump on it, lock, stock, and barrel. They're not going to fight these type of things. Like they're going to say digital currency, great. Digital ID, great. Real ID, great. Passport, uh, passports on your phone, great. They're going to jump on it because they aren't going to be the people who are going to probably challenge or expose themselves to having money taken out of their accounts. They'll likely be the people reporting the people who are going to get money taken out of their accounts. They're just going to go. They're going to go with it. The normies are just going to go with it, go with the flow. And this is where you have to understand it's no longer a battle of you just reacting anytime companies do this. 
it's going to be kind of the wave of the future. So prepare yourself. You can do one or two things. You can actually just uh, bite your tongue or swallow your tongue, go with the flow. Or you can realize what's coming. You can speak out and then take the L. Somebody wants to know what's a, what are solutions. Okay, you can be the ones that keep putting. Uh, I'm, I'm one that say, I'm one that says, this is where we're going. I kind of lay it out. It's a lot more complicated than this because there's even more areas and ranges. It's a lot more complicated than this. Then I can't even explain it. I'm just explaining it in a basic way. I'm just delivering it saying this is going to be it. What do you do? I don't know. Shut up and take it. I don't know what you want me to tell you. Or you can keep delivering your stuff and be vulnerable to uh, people reaching into your account, potentially. And they're not going to reach in by self-discovery. They're going to reach in by people reporting you. <laughs> Okay, it's way more complex than this. And I don't want to go into it and get more complex just because then it gets into the areas of things where people, normies, are going to think, well, that's conspiracy, right? New, 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 new world order. But I'm not into that. I'm not into that. I'm just telling you, this is another example of the social credit score that's going to be a part of our, our future. It's just the reality of it. If you think I'm out of line here, I don't know what to tell you. PayPal just fired the first shot. The first shot that normies realize. But this is going to be kind of what we're going into. There's, it's way deeper than this, by the way. There's other things that are going to be affected. I don't want to talk about it. Mm. <laughs> All right, look, I got to catch up on a couple of PayPal's. Speaking of PayPal, oh, they kicked me out the site. Mm. They just kicked me out. <laughs> they logged me out. Let me get to a couple of PayPal's here. Do me a favor. He said, that's the warning shot. That's the normie warning shot. Everybody else has been knowing this has been coming around the pike. So it is what it is. And if you have Facebook, it's going to get crazy over there. Shout out to AD Austin. I don't know if it's a sign of the times, but I was all across the country looking for peroxide this weekend and found some at Publix. So the county you mean, um, or I mean, so peroxide is running low. I'm not sure. That's interesting. Sometimes you find things weird when you can't find it and it's a precursor to maybe something else maybe somebody's going in on peroxide maybe drug users i'm not sure maybe they have a shortage of peroxide interesting where are we at jay cool says saying that i hope Derek carr pulls out a miracle today also men must know that if they want something to happen in their life they have to make it happen themselves no wishing or jealousy involved. Well, that's hard for a lot of men. They've been trained in the condition, unfortunately raised typically by women, especially brothers, brothers, and they don't know anything better than to react in jealousy, okay? And I hear, dude, I, I, I jumped into a live stream by one of our brothers, um, and, and I don't want to say it because he was kind of going in on content creators in general in this space, and it sounded like a lot of wishing and jealousy. Oh man, they going down. They keep talking like this. They going down. We got to, and it sounded like a whole bunch of dudes in there. I was like, what the? Mm. They gonna take it down. And and by the way, Van Glorious, this is protected by the red, the black, and the green with the key. But uh, by the way, I would. I'm going to say this again: the undoing of the quote unquote what you call the manosphere will be by men. Will men will be the undoing of damn near everything society, manosphere, red pill, whatever you want. 
men will be the un- it will not be women. It will not be women. I said this in 2020. I damn near said it in 2019. The undoing of anything related to men's issue will be by men, period. It will be by jealous men. It will be by men who come in here and claim to be defenders of men's issues. And then they all of a sudden do a 180 turn. It will be by it's going to be dudes. It's Judas, the betrayer It's going to be men. It's going to be men who couldn't get their channel off. It's going to be men who had their channel and couldn't get it off. It will be by men. Somebody says I'm wrong to be women. Dude, women now don't even care too much about the manosphere. They were actually largely ignoring it until Andrew Tate and then the Passport Bros. They were joining in, right? <laughs> they were joining in. They had to get a petition against Kevin Samuels. And then um, there was another dude that was actually catching heat, and they had a petition on. But it's going to be dudes, 100%. <laughs> it's going to be pure men. Simps, no matter what. It's going to be men, 100%. So it's it's what it is. It's, it's basically par for the course. Dudes are going to be the dude. Dudes going to be the undoing of it. It ain't going to be women. I think women largely ignore this space. The only time they kind of listen to it, they listen to Andrew Tate a little bit. They was like, ah. But remember, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't, it wasn't women that got Andrew Tate bumped off. Uh, it might have been like mothers or something like that. But it was Simps that he was uh he went on that he went on that one show. He went on that show um where they had the debate where his he he actually got a lot of people that uh started following him. Remember he was getting a massage? I can't remember what show it was, but people were breaking it down. He went over there and he got a large following of gumps that came over, and then a lot of that was it. Not Pierce Morgan, it was another dude on YouTube. It was another dude on YouTube. It was like it was like months ago. It was like maybe two months ago. Is it QC? Q, yeah, whoever that simple. Yeah, Aiden Walk Ross. It was Aiden Ross when he went over there. That's when it went left, though. <laughs> that's when it went left for him, and that was mostly because Simps was watching him, and it was like, "What is this shit?" So be careful who you try to go in on, it was mostly that that's where his direction started to shift for him. And I'm not trying to beef against him. I'm just telling you, men are your undoing. It's going to be men who see this shit. Actually, um, think about people who've done content on me. Has it been women? Nope. I'm just going to ask you one more time. And people kept bringing bringing me these um, dudes People, women largely have done have ignored me. Women detractors largely have ignored me in terms of content creation, whether positive or negative. Largely ignored by women. They just they don't give a damn. They like, OK, whatever about that dude. No woman has found my content. It was like. <laughs> um, no, no woman has watched my content and literally is like, I'm going to go in on CGA. It's been dudes. <laughs> it's been men so with that being said that's typically what happens men react they break it down they give you exposure that you don't want or necessarily want and then other men come in and go what is this women don't go in on those channels that men do a content creation breakdown expose it's other men and then they go in there 
they go in there, dudes in there commenting. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. So anyway. Somebody said they do speak on me, but they don't call me out by name, which is weird. I always wonder, man. I'll be like, damn, that sounds just like my, they might be talking about me. They don't say CGA per se. Jim status says, get fit, get money, hit the like button or be a stepdaddy at best. CGA equals the GOAT. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's my name, Coach Greg Adams, that they don't want to say. I don't know. But anyway, I would say nine times out of ten, men are the ones that are going in on other dudes. Shout out to AD Austin. Seeking in Alabama is as bad as you think it would be. Oh, my God. Maybe I should do next Sunday. Maybe I should do cities like that. Take Tupelo, Mississippi and go in on it. No government name says, surprise, you haven't saved the clip of just move in. We'll figure it out. Come on, just move in. He says, please add that clip with the wrap me in. To wrap you in, my warm embrace, and I make it last forever, yes, babe. I catch a glimpse of heaven when you let me wrap you in. <laughs> Get them sugar mamas out here, man. Um, a lot of the complaints, we oh, sugar mamas are able to do what they want to do. But anyway, the double standards are real and they'll never change. Mr. Gourmet says, appreciate the member stream. YouTube up, uh, YouTube up with 75 views. First video. Oh, okay. John Gourmet. He says, uh, CGA, best part of my day. Eric Seal says, coach, please listen to this poetry about the current state of men by tea sleeves. At voice, voices in power. Okay, I'm not sure what that is, but I'll try to click the link. We'll do a couple more and get into the second part of the show. Shout out to Brian in the building. He says, RIP Raiders, Chiefs, Kingdom, baby, 42-10 prediction. I don't bet on Kansas City Chiefs games. <laughs> All right. Faith is in the building. Hey, coach, check out Candace Owens' video about PayPal, which I've already done, yeah. But Candace Owens and all her, her genius here, She's reactionary, okay? And a lot of those reactionary guys, um, uh, she's being reactionary about it. And she might not be looking at the big picture. She she should know what's coming, though, around the corner. But typically, her ilk is going to be reactionary. Hey, guys, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get the power by closing all the bank accounts. Bro. <laughs> nice try, though. They should know what's coming after that. They should know, but typically they don't. What we're going to do, guys, is all the corporate, all the uh, conservative people, we're going to gather together in our conservative modest attire, and we're going to go out there. Mm. <laughs> Man, stop with that bullshit. Conservatives are, as much as I go in on liberals, conservatives' biggest problem is they're reactionary. They're just as emotional as liberals. And conservatives want to grasp they, they want to battle they want to pick every battle one by one and then what they'll do is this is what conservative people do every time there's a battle they want to they they're, they're basically like trying to plug a dam you ever see the cartoons he, she started a company they always start a company we're gonna start our own social mm. way too late way too late it's late in the game for that bullshit we're gonna start our own uh, uh, we're going to start our own company in which then you can put your money in mine. Man, shit. It's too late, bro. It's too late. Y'all trying to plug a dam. You ever see them cartoons that uh, the dam is about to break and it's actually got a leak and then they put their finger in over here. Then there's another leak. They plug their, and then there's another leak and they put their toe in the, 
And then there's another leak. They put their other toe in the, and all of a sudden they like this. And then all of a sudden another, uh, another, another hole opens up and they ain't got nowhere else to plug it. <laughs> That's how conservatives battle stuff. And I see it on the social media. What they'll do is they'll be like, oh, mass immigration. One day, uh, they'll do one day. They're like, they they open the borders and then they'll try to plug that up and they'll be outraged. They'll show a video of mass people coming across the border. On that day, they're plugging that hole. The next freaking day, there'll be a trans uh, drag queen show at a preschool. They'll try to plug that hole. The next day, there'll be a Black Lives Matter march. They'll try to plug that hole. Shit. I'm just trying to tell you, man, these people, man, I bless their hearts. They're trying, but they're reactionary. They're reactionary. Every time, every day, every other week, it's a new reaction video. It's another trans in the in the GameStop, and they're laughing and ha-ha and kikiing at the person, and it's too late. Then the next day, they drag queen uh, twerking at your kid's preschool. You, you better... <laughs> These hole pluggers, y'all need, oh man, now that PayPal, but you're going to react. They're going to, you're going to start your own thing. Like they started, oh, they're going to start eight different, um, eight different Twitters. Come over here. We're going to start this Twitter over here. And then another conservative. Now stop. We're going to have our own version of Twitter over here. Mm. Y'all need to get it together, man, for real. You need to realize how deep this battle goes. You're battling billionaires, billionaires that have an, a vested interest in the destruction or the control or the control of America. That's where we are at. Until you get that, I don't care if you start a true social over here and then you start another damn true social version over there. That's just all reactionary. That, mm. <laughs> it's all reactionary. I try to keep warning people, man. You're biting, biting billions. And billions of dollars. It's a bigger, bigger plan than that. You can start whatever the hell you want over here. Anyway. Let's see if I can do a couple more and then we'll get on to the second part. Randy Bill says, Coach, I'm single. My kids in my early 30s. Wait, no kids. My bad. He says, he says, Coach, I'm single. No kids in my early 30s. In 2023, I'm visiting 12 cities in 12 months. Gonna be uh, traveling, and I always gotta do the traveling. I always wanted free agent for life. Shout out to you. I need an airplane noise. 12 cities in 12 months. It's gonna be fast. Shout out to Rational Rationality. Says, funny how uh, Tate gets canceled, yet they let a purple hair, a purple adult dinosaur tell kids he loves them and rubs all up on them like Joe Biden on PBS. And there you go. Uh, as soon as they, as, as long as they let that go, I always am curious as to why I get deplatformed or not not deplatformed or censored on Instagram. And they got girls out now. They showing areolas. You can show your areola on Instagram. I'd be like, boy, Buddha Black last two says one day my wife came home and asked if I watched Andrew Tate and I found it very interesting. There you go, right there. So once you go mainstream, you got to be careful. You got to be careful when you go mainstream. It's only a matter of time. I don't think this was meant for mainstream. And then Kevin, the software tester says, according to CNBC, 22% of millennials and 19% of Gen Z are going into debt 
from dating. Your advice to not broke date is gold. And here we are with the hope strategist right back in here. Right? People are going broke, broke dating. Dating is dead. Hold on for a second. Dating is dead. It's dead. The mindset is all dead. Brittany Renner gets a commercial. And a side chick commercial at that. Let's roll the commercial just so you guys know what's going on here. Let's see if I can find it. I can't find it. Oh, here it is right here. Sorry. It was on my other browser. So let me stop share over here. Brittany Renner gets a commercial. Take me to a commercial, Brittany Renner. There you go right there. Let's see if we can roll it right quick. There she is. So there's Brittany Renner right there. Uh, the, the famous Brittany Renner. The Manosphere made famous Brittany Renner. The famous side chick, the famous woman who tried to get rich off of child support and it backfired. So there, there's your girl right there. It says her name, Brittany Renner. And I didn't recognize it as first. Somebody shared it with me. And then I recognized the voice. I didn't necessarily recognize her because she's a little bit more stripped down and bare than this. But they glammed her up. The only side chicks I've seen that look better than me are these right here. Introducing three new, thicker, juicier side chicks. Oh, okay. So there's a couple of side chicks there. We just gave Crystal a lot of business there by promoting their side chick chicken sandwiches. Of course, it's chicken. Y'all ninjas will never learn. Ninjas gonna never learn. <laughs> I mean, what's next? Popcorn chicken? What's next? Dancing for chicken? Y'all ninjas gonna never learn. I mean, why, why, why live up to the stereotype? It's always chicken. I can't stand y'all pro-black. Where the pro-blacks at? Y'all completely went over y'all head. It's chicken. Why they got to make her make a chicken commercial? But anyway, <laughs> yo grandma, as Paul Mooney says, yo grandma can make chicken better than the side chick chicken sandwich. But now y'all got to promote the side chick chicken sandwich. All right, go to your grandmammy's house in Mississippi. I bet you she can fry up some better chicken than this side chick sandwich. <laughs> All right. Y'all ninjas, oh, well, oh, I mean, come on, man. Are we living in the, the menstrual show era? Y'all, you guys live up to the stereotype so bad. And you want to call me an Uncle Tom. Being black isn't what I'm trying to be. It's what I am. I'm running the same race and jumping the same hurdles you are. So why are you tripping me up? You said we need to stick together, but you don't even know what that means. If you ask me, you're the real son. Y'all be sell out, selling out and getting the hell out. All right. So there she is right there. Now I'm not giving the chicken sandwich. So, so any pub, but let's give Brittany Renner. So uh, people don't know that. I think two chains is head of marketing for this company. So you wonder how she got the commercial where the rapper two chains, which I called 21 chains the other day, who did a, a thing for Hillary Clinton, where he's saying, Hey, I'm different, which they gave me a copyright notice for, by the way. For that little bit of seconds that I played that song, I'm different. But rapper 21 Chains is the head of marketing for this company in Atlanta. I believe they're in Atlanta. And he then brought in Brittany Renner as one of the spokespersons for the side chick sandwich. Side chick sandwich. So again, chickens making ninjas rich. It's <laughs> chicken. But, uh, but if we want to know the direction of where society's going, who better than to promote a natural 304, all right? 
This is where we're going. Sex sells today. Even if you're a low-grade scab peeling variety skeezer, you will find a way to monetize yourself and make money. Not only will you, men and people in general and corporations and societies will find a way to monetize these women than the pure women. So if there are any good women in the earth, y'all better make yourself and reveal yourself, make yourself visible because the people who are making it in this country going forward are going to be the people who glorify this type of behavior. And so she was on her last leg. She's emotionally damaged. And she hasn't the first one of these people to get a chicken commercial like this. Remember, Paris Hilton herself had a hamburger. She didn't have a chicken commercial, but Paris Hilton, I believe it was Carl's Jr. She had a hamburger commercial where it was dripping all over her. And so this isn't the first kind of 304 to make herself famous by a fast food commercial. So anyway, we're not going to belabor that point anymore and give her any more pub. But that's where we're going, guys. Two chains. I believe two chains is the reason why that became um, a little bit more uh, why Brittany Renner got the commercial. If you look it up, he's the head of marketing for that company. All right. Next story right here. Oh, taking your girlfriend to a sporting event. All right. So let's go ahead and go to my Instagram. If you don't know, my Instagram is kind of litty. But uh, let's see if we can find it. That's going to be my Instagram, Coach Greg Adams TV. And uh, let's see if we can go to the real section right here. So these sometimes I post a couple of videos right here. So this gentleman right here, as you can see, he's in SoFi Stadium. He's claiming he's paid $900 tickets. And I said, that's not $900 tickets. I think the combination of the tickets are $900. But let's see what happened to him. People thought that this was my date with the data. But let's see what happened to him. Oh, hold up. Uh oh. All right. So, uh, as you can see, what happened here, this man learned a lesson in life that I try to te teach and warn you about. You have to live the free agent lifestyle. Okay. So, he seems to be codependent and believe he needs a girlfriend or a wife. I don't know if that's his girlfriend and/or a wife. But um, <laughs> there he is. A lot of guys think relationships are just a natural course of action. And sometimes so, but this isn't the marketplace for that. But his girlfriend or his wife is also codependent, meaning wherever he goes, she feels she's entitled that she can go there too. And so he's all dressed up to go watch the Dallas Cowgirls play the Los Angeles Rams. I'm sorry, did I say Cowgirls? And so he says, I'm going to the Cowgirls game. And then she says, I'm going too. And he should have said, nope, because he already knows the results of this. He already knows he's not interested in football. She's there to make guard him. She's there to be there. Well, we're in a relationship. Why won't you take me? This type of bullshit, which people call successful relationships. They call this successful relationships. Did I say Cowgirls again? Sorry, 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 sorry. I didn't mean that. And these people have to drag these parasites around. So when I say relationships are very parasitic, this is an example of a parasitic relationship. I'll play the video again, and I'm going to pause it to show you what the girlfriend's doing. And he paid $450 roughly plus snacks, which is another $100, and parking, which is another $100. So this is a $1,200 outing, and let's see what she's doing.
All right. So, so what she's doing is she's watching Jeffrey Dahmer. She's watching Jeffrey Dahmer on Netflix with headphones on. <laughs> it's not like she's watching uh, the highlight show to see if her team, she's actually got a goofy ass cowboy hat on herself, but it has the sticker on it, which means he bought that today. He bought that day on the game. Okay. She's not interested in the Cowboys game, but she just had to go sit her fat rear end in them seats, but she ain't even watching the game, bro. No, this is a violation. This is a serious violation. This is why you don't take your girls to a sporting event. Let's just say you're dating. If you want to take them to a sporting event, fine. All right. But they got to be active in the sporting event. They got to be a real active participant. Nobody has time to spend $450 to $900 to host you. And your entitlement is going to sit there with your sunglasses on, face full of makeup, which I don't know why, triple chins and all of that stuff, and your belly hanging over. And then she's going to be watching Jeffrey Dahmer. This is actually a major league violation. Okay. Do me a favor. Strike that like button. Let's get some more people. He says, ain't no way. This is actually uh man. This is actually a major violation. I would do this is this is grounds for breakup. This is ground for breakup. You don't do this shit. Um, ladies, if you don't, if you're unaware and you're watching me, don't do no ish like this. But this is why I tell God, just go with your boys, just go alone. He would have been better off going alone, but he would have came back home. Oh, what did you do? And where were you going? How come the game took so long? She watched a whole damn series of Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dahmer. And since he came back, he didn't come back. She says, I saw the end of the game. You weren't back home. I had to go through traffic. I had to walk back to the parking lot. I had a couple of drinks. Anyway, let's go to the next one. Uh, when deers attack. <laughs> oh, man, we're going to when deers attack. Okay, let me see here. See if I can find it. Uh, this is another thing that I've warned you about. All that tough talk of womenism, okay, which tends to believe that women will strap up and be ready at the uh, defense of the world, okay? When the barbarian shows up, the ladies are going to be on the front line. So let's go ahead and see if we can show you this. Show you this right here, shared on my Twitter. And uh, this looks to be, of course, they're in Wyoming. This looks very Wyoming-ish. Could be particularly Rock Springs, Wyoming. Shout out to Rock Springs, Wyoming. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and roll the film. Um, for those who have headphones on, be careful. She's gonna it's gonna make a lot of noise. So here you got a woman walking out. Let's go ahead and play the video. Oh my god. Back up. One baby bear. There. Baby. Baby. All right, so this looks like a pretty healthy buck. All right, definitely a buck. Got the horns on the head. All right, and so uh, we are learned that we live in a um, equal society, right? And everybody's going to be ready at the uh, defend. But uh, when there is 
a situation where the barbarian is at the gate. You never know who the barbarian is. You never know. It could be something as simple as a, you know, a mangy buck who is just a little bit hungry in Rock Springs, Wyoming. And here she comes. Her, her Why is her face so red? Anyway, let's continue here. All right. So here she comes to do her normal activity. She probably was talking cash shit to her husband and boyfriend about what you need to do and what who need to do it. She probably was talking all that shit in the house. And here she comes. Oh, my God. And so the deer falls. <laughs> He's startled. And um, she says, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Back up. And so the husband comes. I'm going to say, is this either her father? I'm going to say her father comes because she looks kind of young. He looks very oldish. All right. So they got that double wide back there. Shout out to Rock Springs. She got that double wide. All right. Anyway, then the dogs come out to the rescue and one of the dogs get gored. And then she, Karen, of course, springs into action to save the dogs. She said, Uh-oh, and now see, you know, don't mess with a dog. And now Karen goes crazy, and then she can fight the barbarian. Nope. Oh, gore. <laughs> she found out real fast. Uh, I'm the barbarian. I'm a natural animal. If you don't have a gun, I got your ass. You need a gun to mess with me. Annie, get your gun. Annie, are you okay? Are you okay? Now, the funniest part is coming up. All right, so the father comes out. He tries to uh, wrestle the buck, and he tries to tail the – okay, he got he to he gotta throw it in that ass. <laughs> he got to throw it in that ass. So – and this particular point right there, uh, he got a thorn in that ass. <laughs> he, got, he said, you fuck around and found out. Uh, here we go right there. <laughs> You cannot fight animals, man. I'm letting y'all know right now. All right, so he came and saved the day, and he fucked around and found out. He got pricked again. He got a couple of, he got a thorn in that hand and a thorn in that ass. All right, here we go. And he said, oh, hell no, I'm out, Ski. Oh, Karen's exposed. Here's the funniest part right here. This is the funniest part right here. <laughs> this right there. Hold up. Let me go back. <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, does she have a Corbella's hat on, bro? She got a hat on Corbella's. She got a basically a uh, what do they call it? She got the damn, she got the damn Corbella's hat on, bro. I don't know if you guys know the irony of that. She got the freaking Corbella's hat, Cabela's. I say Corbella's. She got the Cabela's hat on the Bass Pro Shop hat, where they shoot bucks. And she forgot that she got the Cabela's hat on, bro. <laughs> Where's your gun, Annie? Instead of that, this is what she doing here. Wait a minute. Hold up. <laughs> I'm going to pass out. I'm going to pass out. (laughs) Okay. So the barbarian is here. 
The barbarian is here. <laughs> <She's dead. laughs> oh my god! I'm, I'm about to pass out, bro. Man, Almighty! So <laughs> here's the barbarian. <laughs> shit! Somebody need to remix this shit for us all. Hold up. I got a question. I got a question. What? <laughs> I got a question. What in the hell is that going to do in this situation? <laughs> hey, man. What in the hell is that going to do for the situation? The deer already gored you. He already got a thorn in that ass. Your dog got gored. You effed. What is this going to do, bruh? Like, what are you doing? Can you calm down? <laughs> Hold up. One more time for my brothers with headphones. That's the warning. Here we go. One more time. <laughs> she got the Cabela bag, Bass Pro Shop hat. Oh, man. Oh, shit. And so, yeah, she just sounded in the alarm. The simple wolf whistle. Uh, but strong and independent don't work. When you live with your daddy, your daddy found out. He fucked around and found out. That's why, look, the buck is looking at the biggest threat right here. He ain't even worried about you. And if you wanted to hump you, the barbarian's going to hump you. So, wow. Anyway, wowzers. Wowzers. Unbelievable, man. <laughs> we need to get an understanding of the order in here. We need some order. New, 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 new world. If order. you're gonna scream when the barbarian comes or the person that comes into the house and they got a gun and I, I don't got one because you're scared of having guns in the house, do not scream. Do not stand there and scream. You better start fighting. You better go get something. You better go start kicking the bull in the nuts. Whatever you need to do, but don't stand there and scream. Anyway, wow. Somebody said one more time. I can't, man, because, dude, I'm going to pass out. I'm going to pass out. I got a headache. I didn't eat enough breakfast this morning to be laughing that like that. Wow. Shout out to uh, marriage is a beta move, says what's wrong being with, uh, wait, what's wrong being, I think, what's wrong with being reactionary the manosphere red pill is literally a reaction to feminism what the hell uh but i think the the red pill when i say reactionary i don't think there's a sense in the red pill at least earlier in the red pill or manosphere i don't think there's a sense of them being trying to change right so you've had a lot of the earlier red pill content creators would say stuff like let it burn right or dating's dead with no solution don't get married don't cohabitate. Earlier red pill philosophy was there was not a sense of we need to change the direction of this. It was just making more men aware that you're walking down a you're walking down a dead end. You see what I mean? Now, the current state of the RP is full of hope strategists that are reacting, but they're hoping to change it. They're like, hey, we're reacting to it. And now that we've heard Kevin Samuels and Andrew Tate, now what we're going to do is we're going to try to. um we're trying to, we're going to try to get the message out to women. You see what I mean? And so there, now that 
these new people are coming in, we're going to tell women or we're going to try to get the attention of women or we're going to try to build our platform around women and educate them so that they can know what they're doing wrong. Now, that ain't going to work. <laughs> I'm just telling you, RP, the original RP was like, hey, gentlemen, they never addressed women and tried to change them or anything. It was more like, hey, guys, we're in a no win situation. Best thing you could do is go your own way. You see what I mean? That's the difference between reactionary trying to change and reactionary let it burn. I think the earlier Crimson Capsule was let it burn. So that's a different thing. Yes, we're reacting, but we're not trying to change society. We're just actually going, boom, we need to make this adjustment to protect ourselves. That's my interpretation of it. Uh, Jack Vendetta. And so, again, when I say conservatives try to react, they try to react to change. But their reaction is too late. You're on your heels. Anyway. <clears throat> Jack Vendetta, prepare yourself, gents. Cuffing season is upon us. Those hey, big head texts will be nonstop. Guard your meat and shout out to the coach gang. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. This is cuffing season. This is uh, the end of hot girl summer. And now they're trying to transact and get you guys to jump on these good deals. Jump on these good deals. You better get it now. Somebody's going to have it. Like that one woman said, I don't know why I'm not single as she's at the end of hot girl summer. She's at the end of hot girl summer. So let's just show you as a reminder. Um, and she says, I'm taking boyfriend applications. <laughs> Let me show you on my Instagram. Here she is right. Uh, where is she at? Right here. Okay, listen. There's no way I'm this hot. <laughs> this hot and single. Period. And single. Period. There's no reason. Period. So taking boyfriend applications for um, sweater weather, fall uh, season. There it is. Sweater weather, fall season. Here I am. Why I'm why I'm still single. I don't understand. It's I'm here, here at the end of hot girl summer. How am I still single? It's sweater weather. It's fall season. Guys, it's very dude. This is so much predictable behavior by humanity. You should know this coming right now in terms of fall. But what you're going to do is react. Oh, wow, coach, they changing. Wow, coach, they actually said they watch Kevin and Andrew Tate. And here they go, coach. They said they watch you and they understand everything you talk about. They're one of your biggest fans. And then they start, hey, big head texting you. And then what they're doing is accepting the fact that they need to now get uh, Halloween gifts, Halloween parties. They need to go to Thanksgiving and not be single again at Thanksgiving. They need Christmas gifts. They need a New Year's Eve kiss. They need Valentine's Day to be Liddy. And then they need a spring break. Right at spring break, they're going back in the hot girl summer. It's kind of like animals, mating season. Now, once spring break starts approaching, the weather starts getting a little bit better, and they start taking off layers of clothes. Now, all of a sudden, they're going to start acting up again. Soft girl errors rolling in now because it's sweater weather. It's fall season. And now, then once spring break hits, and then summer start, you know, the the your area starts roasting again. Then they go on back down to be in these streets. It's pretty much the same story over and over again. <laughs> and then they're gonna start acting funny and want to go on girls' trips and all this bullshit. And you're gonna start catching hell again. Anyway, <clears throat> somebody says ACDC says, Coach, I hate to say this, but ninjas are about to get shot by the renter's roast beef sandwich. Some dudes will go ahead and take that. It's cruel. It's crazy. 
All right, do me a favor. Get them lights up. Give me to 1,000. Sha X says, Coach, because of the black manosphere, Brittany Renner is fully revived. He says, rather than letting her rot in misery, they kept giving her attention. And I think some people address that probably as much as last year. And I think um, the only people who were really concerned about Brittany Renner were men, particularly black men. Yeah, we gave her a platform. I mean, she was crying in her car at one particular point and she was faking. And I said one of her videos was pure unadulterated manipulation. I'll say it again. Any woman who posts herself crying on the video is purely a piece of shit because this is why. She she set the video up to record. She recorded it. She stopped recording it and edited it. And then not only did she edit it, she posted it. There are several stages that you would have to go through. Once you record something, you actually got to review the recording. You got to got to set the frame so it falls between 60 seconds on TikTok. So they get the, you literally got to set, guys, I do this for a living. You got to actually record it and then review the damn recording before you even finalize the editing. Then you finalize it, get it all packaged up, right? One, uh, 15 to 60 seconds, depending on what platform. And then um, freeze frame it and then sit up there and uh, uh, edit it, final edit, post, put the caption. You're literally reviewing yourself crying multiple times. That is true manipulation. That's pure, unadulterated piece of shit behavior. Any any time you guys got to understand. Let me show you an example of when you're being highly manipulated. You got to go through four. It's kind of like saying, um, "I posted something on accident." You can't post anything on accident. There's no such thing. You got to go through several parameters to post something. You got to go through several screens to post it. Now you could actually attach a video on accident, something like that. But you got to go through several freaking screens to actually post something. And so if you see a woman ever crying on there, that's pure narcissism and manipulation. High level manipulation. And I'll show you an example. I'm almost 26 years old and I live alone, have no friends, never been to a party, cheated on in every serious relationship I've ever been in. And life is just really lonely. Just another holiday I'm by myself. With that saying, a person who does that is the lowest form of human. I mean, you're a belly crawler. You have to literally watch that 10, at least 10 to 15 times to get that set to post. The hell? That's pure unadulterated manipulation. And with that being said, uh, the manosphere, particularly the black manosphere, gave Brittany Renner a platform and made her more famous than she actually needed to be. Okay, Because we all did the reaction videos to her behavior, saying she's influencing 304s. Yeah, if we keep talking about her, which I just did. <clears throat> studio ic paypal trying to sneak tos wording allowing them to find users accounts and link bank accounts for spreading misinformation so that there it is they tried to sneak it in by the way if they do link if you do link your accounts to their paypal don't you think your accounts that are linked are going to also do something similar don't you think they're going to notify your accounts why is the extra twenty five hundred dollars a month coming out of this person's account and then paypal's going to say this person's spreading misinformation and then your bank accounts are going to say oh well maybe we should do something about it too <clears throat> actually crazy 
Uh, let me get uh, let me get on to Cash App, and then I got to get on to the show here. Mr. Sutton is in the building. He says, back in the gym, six months into monk mode. Congratulations for that. You should be building very well. Coach Radamus is in the house, says Brian Horsley. Appreciate you, sir. I got money. All right. Lucas is in the building. He says, please clip that, Coach. We're going to clip the screaming lady. Wow. All right. Mario Bell says, go Chiefs. Go Chefs. I don't have anything negative to say about the Chiefs. It's going to be the Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills in the AFC. What happened to the Dolphins? <laughs> what happened to the Miami Dolphins? Oh, Lord. We got three more. Three more. I'm going to go to Venmo. He says, Coach, have you seen the book by white author, author Jeff Brandon on how to date and marry the right black woman? And he must be pulling them. Oh, shout out to Faith No More. She's a sister. You man. Oh, my, my. Everybody knows the relationship between white men and black women. I'll venture to say this might be a little bit of a, a stretch, a generalization. The most successful relationships that black women have ever had have been with white men. And I'm going to just go mm. off and say that right now. Now, that's going to be very general. That's going to be very general. And again, I'm not I'm not one to care about interracial relationships that it doesn't hurt me to say this now men in the south or the midwest you might be hurt by that because you're seeing your sister but i got options i got options i've dated across the damn country in the world all around the city and coast to coast from uh <laughs> you know what i mean i've from uh from frisco to maine all the way to spain i've been i got options but with that being said the most the best the most successful relationships that black women have tend to have had have been with white men now have it's always been sexual? Not necessary. Not necessarily. Sometimes it's been related to jobs and human resources and marketing. And some of your mentors have been white men. And some of your best bosses and managers have been this relationship between white men and black women. That has been the most successful. It's been way more successful than, than, black, uh, than black men and black women. I think overwhelmingly the biggest problem in the community is that the fact that black women don't respect black men in the way that other women respect their men in their own race. Until that changes, it's nothing going to be able to happen there. This is just simple plantation politics, if you will, if you will, and that would have to change before there's any direction of change in the community. That's just what it is. So if there's an author that has a book called How to Get the Best Black Women to Cooperate for Black Men, I mean, guys, on Seeking, on Seeking Brothers, do you know the sisters that are on there? I'm just letting y'all know. And actually, you will hear this in other SWs, which they call SWs. Other SWs that are black women will acknowledge the fact that they don't mess with black men. They don't mess with them at all. They run when they see brothers. And, and, and a lot of the girls on Seeking that are black women are having relations. Dude, there's another video I got to find this video. They're having relations with white men and older white men easily. Um, there's a video that a couple of people have reviewed on here. I saw the thumbnail, but there's a video of a sister and she looks like a, she looks like a straggle. And she's talking about how she's living a lifestyle and she's on a boat or something like that. Or she's in a mansion or on vacation somewhere. And behind her are three old white dudes with their shirt off. There's a bunch of videos like this. And if you're a SW and a black woman, you got you're gonna be messing with white guys, older ones too. 
and younger ones. It's just the state of the relationship dynamics between in, in America. And I think this, you, there's several examples of this. It's it's a weird, <laughs> it's a weird conversation to have, but it's not the, they're not the only race that does this, by the way. I believe Asian women do the same, in my opinion here. Asian women kind of have the same dynamic between their men, but they don't have the problem. They'll tend to marry their men more than, we have marriages in our communities, but Asian men have the same relationship. I'll show you an example of this in the next clip here. Let me do a couple more PayPal's. I'll show you. I think it's coming up next. Mr. Sutton says, why do you think 50 Cent saying, or his son, uh, is saying that $6,700 tax-free wasn't enough for him on child support? I actually broke that down, but he's saying that because he wants to live the same lifestyle as his father. He's stuck in the first stage of Oedipus complex in which he sees a father as a rival and he wants to emulate. He, he has a jealousy problem with the father. He's never had a position where he's attached and tried to emulate the father directly through learning from the father because the mother has kept him from the father. And thus, he sees his father forever as a rival and he's jealous of his father, which is in a natural state for young boys. Okay, we broke that down before, but young boys are always going to be jealous of their father early on in their development. For instance, if you've ever had a son and you've lived with the, the, the mother of that child or you've been married and you, you, uh, the son was near and you went up and hugged your wife or hugged your baby mother and kissed her, the son will break that bullshit up. The son will come in and break up the bullshit. The son will come in and get, don't kiss my mommy. And she, the son will jump in the mother's lap, <laughs> right? She's mine. She's mine. Now that's normal. That's a normal stage of development, meaning the son is latched to the mom. The mom, the, the mom for the son, that's his mommy. All right. He sucks on her titty. <laughs> he sucks on her. That's his, he gets this, he gets as much access to her body than you have in the past two or three years. That's natural. What happens, unfortunately, is once the father is excommunicated from the family, once the father is divorced and he's removed from the house, he cannot then move to the, the next stage of the Oedipus complex, which is seeing the father not as a rival, but the father as someone to emulate the strength of the father. The son then attaches from the mother to the father naturally. And he sees the father as, hey, I got to I gotta be like my dad. He cheers for this football team. I cheer for that football team. I don't, I don't rival him no more. Now, eventually, he'll go back into a situation where he wants to spread his wings and he'll want to separate from the father. But the, the, the ages between 5 and 15, he wants to be like daddy. He wants to talk and walk like daddy. He wants to dress like daddy. He then becomes a um, not a rival, but somebody to emulate. The father does. 50 Cent Son missed out on all that. And many young men miss out on all of that. This is why you come to the aid in defense of your mammy at any uh, at the drop of a dime because you haven't been able to uh, attach to your father positively. Now, also, if the single mother has been destructive and has destroyed the image of the father during this time, the, then the, the son sounds like the mother. The son then sounds like the mother in his attacks and jealousy against the father. So that's all that that's basically what's happening here. If you want to just sum it up in a situation here, it would be easy for 50 cent son to just ditch the mother and say, I'm gonna go where, where daddy is at. 
but the mother has done such a good job of destroying the image of the father that even though the father's successful, uh, he still sees the father as a rival and a loser. Even when the father has provided everything that he has in his life, he still hasn't attached in a positive way to the father. So this is what a son husband does, attacks the father critically at the age of 25 as the mother would. And now he's now the mouthpiece of destroying the father's image, just as the mother was the mouthpiece. The mother no, has, no longer has to do the work. She's already done it anyway. Anyway, so we've already broken that down, but that's what it is. And this is why fathers are critical. Anytime there's a the sense that we could just get rid of the father, I don't need him no more, and we don't need him. We can do it on our own. They're actually creating a son husband. All right, let me see here. Last one. My friends overcharged me. He says, rewatch some of the last week's streams over the weekend. Shout out to Long Beach Polly. That damn nice bodyguard character had me dying last night. He says, I'm going to have to throw you out, brother. Shout out to the Samoa Samoans out there in the ooses. By the way, did y'all see? Did y'all see uh, Andrew Tate got called out by Roman Reigns? I can't wait. Andrew Tate, get on the phone with the World Wrestling Federation. They called you out on television, on live TV. Paul Heyman called him out and said Andrew Tate would never face Roman Reigns. Y'all need to get in there, Andrew Tate, and go get your bag. I got money. All right, brother. All right, and get with the ooses. All right, so let me see here. <laughs> They're going to put rainbow tights on them. Oh, man, that's going to be a mess. I actually posted it on my Twitter. Let me show it. Let me show you. I'll get to the next subject. I'll show you that the WWE actually called out Andrew Tate. Let me see if I can pull it up. And I actually got featured for doing the uh, for posting it there. Let me see here. I'll show it just so y'all can get it where it is. Oh, here it is right here. I'll share the screen. Present. Go over here, uh, share. There it is right there. All right, here we go. It's a little low volume. All right, so that's pretty big. That's pretty big for Andrew Tate to be able to appear, his name at least to be able to appear on that platform. That shows you the exposure that he got. <laughs> Yo, that is a copyright too. WWE definitely gonna copyright that. All right, I'll have to mute that out. I'll have to mute that out. WWE does, does famously do copyright you. So let's see here. Let's go to the next one here. Oh, wife attempts to sabotage his her marriage. Because her husband is boring. Her husband is boring. Let's talk about that. This is uh, a lot of times good men. So the state of the dating marketplace, we're going to play a relationship therapist. The state of the dating marketplace is this. Women do their dirt and then they find you later. And that's you. And then once they're introduced to toxic relationships, they will bring toxic relationships to you. But you just want a very standard, boring, blanket marriage. All you want her to do is be a freak in the sheets and be a lady in these, street, in these streets. But because they're introduced to what we call alpha widowed, because they're used to toxic relationships when they're young and dumb, they will say this. Well, when I was young and dumb, I had to deal with the jerks. 
But then that's you. And that's you. And this woman's going to acknowledge that she has been dealing with um, a situation where she tried to destroy her marriage because the husband was boring. All right. So let me see if I can pull this up. My computer's going to be like, God dang, what you doing? All right. We don't have enough RAM for all this. We're going to overheat. So let's go back to my Instagram where I've been proving this. This is part of the marriage will. This is part of the marriage will. Here it is right here. I don't know if you guys can hear this. I might have to share it another way. Let me remove that. Okay. The marriage will is when they bait and switch you. They change or they attempt to shit test you or attempt to see how uh, they, they, they see they got what they need from you in the investment stage. And they're going to go back out there and find another exciting men. Let's go ahead and see if we can play it. Sorry for the music in the back room. This is her music. She says, I almost broke up with my husband because I thought he was boring. We'll continue. Turns out he was just healthy and safe. You see, when I was dating my you guys can probably hear it over the music. It says, turns out he was healthy and sane. I broke up with him because I thought he was boring, but now he's, I realize he was healthy and sane. Let's continue. Husband, I realized how joyful he was, how active he was, how motivated, career goal-driven, money saver. I'm going to get a copyright on this music. So all the positives, he's career-oriented, he's a money saver. Never wanted any problems, and every time we became misaligned, he would just want to sit down and talk about it calmly, hear each other out. Okay, so I got to pause it for these damn musics in the background. So every time there was a problem, he wanted to sit down and talk about it calmly, which means he tried to seek a solution anytime she addressed that there was a problem. Now, the problem is because it was going so well, she had to agent of chaos, she had to sabotage it or create problems where there weren't. She's acknowledging that. So you're the good guy, you're boring, you come over every day, and then she's like, you left the sock over here. And why do you have to leave the toothpaste out, right? Which are very small things where she could just pick the sock up. She can just close the toothpaste and put it away. But no, because though she's ready for toxic toxicity, she has to make a mountain out of a molehill. And then it's an argument. And he, he wouldn't even engage her in, in an argument. He was like, I'm not even going to engage you. This is a solution. Let's have it. This is not enough. She's going to sabotage it. Now, what people don't realize is there's another bull in the ring when they do this. So she has another option or she's wanting to test these options. So this is what the problem is. And she's not acknowledging that. But let's continue. Forgive each other if necessary and just move on and continue growing. And I misinterpreted this as him not fighting for my love. You see, I grew up in a very chaotic type of love. All right, there you go. She says, I grew up in a very chaotic type of love. Wrong. You didn't grow up. I mean, you might have grown up when you acknowledged in, in this right here. But she says, I grew up with toxic relationships. I thought relationships were this you ever have a woman say that well in a relationship you're supposed to do this and you're supposed to do that and i'm supposed to do this i'm supposed to do that and it doesn't work because she bases her relationship off of movies television and music entertainment and they only show you the highlights she then bases her relationships off of instagram and she then settles for you and that's you she settles for you and then she brings in toxic bullshit she settles for you because she doesn't marry you for attraction this is common of women 
they don't marry you for attraction, but then there's attraction options out there. And then she's tempted. She tempts her tummy with the taste of nuts and honey. And then she then brings that back in. She's like, I can do better. I have options out here. And then she brings it back to you because she settled on you and she destroys your relationships. This is common of people who are married under the age of 32 and below. Between the ages of 25 and let's say 35, this is very common. Sometimes these relationships end in a divorce when the guy just can't take it anymore and he stops trying because he can't win. You can't win. Let's go ahead and continue with what she got to say here. Uh, let's go ahead and play it. No bad that type where everybody's slamming doors, yelling at each other, you know, talk to each other for days. And so, all right, so I got to pause it because of the music. She's saying she grew up with the novella type of love, which I just said because of entertainment, novella, soul food, all of these movies that show toxic relationships. They think that this is how to operate and function in a relationship. Thus, they will have partners which they argue with or bait into arguments or shit test or the number or whatever it is. And if you don't fight back. If you don't fight back and you simply, okay, ma'am, what do you want here? Let's have a negotiation. Let's speak very calmly. Then they're going to blow your relationship up. They're going to blow it up. Now, the men who actually used to deal with her in the past used to blow her back out instead of calmly talking. What they would do is they would get infuriated. They would hold masculine frame. They would accept the abuse. They would try to counter the abuse. And then they eventually would just grab her by the scruff of the neck and push her face into the pillow and take it out of her peace leave. And then all the tension will be gone. But because you're a husband, you won't treat your wife this way. Because you're a husband and you want to do what's best for your family and your house and your children, and you want to keep your children and keep your house, you don't do it. And you basically be like, okay, um, you see what I mean? This is what happens in marriages for nice guys, for good guys. And let's just be frank about this. Those are the men that get dragged in divorce court. Those are the men that get on child support. These guys, the husbands, the husbands that were was doing right. And all of a sudden she created these scenarios where you were the abuser and you yelled and you yelled at your kids. Little small microaggressions that they blow up into big arguments and they drag your ass in the family court. And then they hold the fact that you love your kids and you love your wife and you love your house and everything you work for. And then they put that up against you seeing your kids and they put that. I'm going to do this to you. I'm going to do that to you. Why? Because you care. You cared about the relationship. You cared about the marriage. You cared about your family. You cared about your kids. You cared about your house and everything you work for. And those are the guys who get drug and divorce court. Pookie and the dude that used to grab her by the scruff of the neck never ends up in court. If anything, he ends up in domestic violation court, and that's it. That's it. And then once he gets arrested by the police, she bails him out and drops the charges. This is the state of relationships, and this woman's acknowledging it. And, of course, most hope strategists would hope that women will acknowledge this toxic behavior, but they'll never will. Not enough of them will. Let's continue. I thought that that was love. I thought that that was passion. What I want to remind you of is to look back at the type of love that people were. I'm going to have to mute this shit. <laughs> I'm going to have to mute this shit. So she's saying look back at the type of love you grew up with. Yeah, you grew up with it. 
And that's you. Okay. Look at back the type of love you grew up with. So when they were 16 to 28, when they say late 20s, early 30s, I want a good man. That's you. And that's you. Many times they bring that toxic bullshit that they dealt with with the jerks with you. But then, uh, uh, let's go ahead and continue. She says, ask yourself if you were just addicted to chaotic, dramatic type of love. Yes. And realize that's not the type of love that you need. Yeah, man, it's too late, guys. <laughs> it's too late. So now she's like, oh, maybe it was us dealing with the jerks. And we anticipated that we can treat you like we deal with the jerks. But good guys, good men are like, what is all of this bullshit? Why are you, why are you tripping over little stuff? And they will make little stuff. They will microaggression you. And to the point where they then divorce you in the end, right? And blame you. It's going to be this year. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. Yeah, man. It's a best. It's a lose-lose. Let's see here. And at least she acknowledged this. She acknowledges this for a little bit. But I, I wish I could play it. But these damn music in the background. Let me see. All right, so she's saying basically you don't need the novella type of love. You don't need the fireworks. You don't need all the pomp and circumstance. Uh, you don't need to complain to your girlfriends about how bad your husband or boyfriend is. One thing that you're going to realize is the one way your wife will become your biggest enemy is through her friendships with other women who have relationships and particularly relationship issues. If she does have a relationship, a friend who have relationship issues and she's always reporting, well, my relationship is fantastic. My husband, my boyfriend never does anything to me bad. I'll never throw him under the bus in front of you. They're going to eventually sabotage your relationship because they're going to go to her and say, everything can be perfect. Blink twice if you need help. Why are you hiding the bad things that he does? He obviously does bad things. Or they're, they're going to find a way to sabotage her. Why don't you come out with us, girl? Your marriage can't be that good. We're going to show you how your marriage ain't that good. And we're going to put long Johnsons in front of you and see if you go suck on them. And then as soon as she does, and she catches somebody in the corner at the nightclub, and she's going to be like, see, I knew your relationship wasn't perfect. Now, Sex in the City actually acknowledged this. The, the movie Sex in the City acknowledged this. There was the one character who um, was the goody girl. It's her marriage was perfect. And she actually was someone had a good dynamic with her marriage and they sabotaged it. All of the other three girls who couldn't get married, one was a lesbian, one was a 304, and the other one was a damn dealing with sugar daddies. They couldn't get the marriage they wanted. And so they went to the one girl. I think her name was Charlotte. Yeah, thank you, pimp. Skywalker. Her name was Charlotte. They went and sabotaged her marriage. That's exactly what female friends do. <laughs> and so instead of allowing her to have a good marriage, they invited her out. Come on, you're just such a prude. It can't be all that good. And they sabotaged her. Anyway. <laughs> Guys, this is what's happening here. But this is the natural course of what we call female nature. Okay, This is just what's normal. Now, if you think you can change that, you're actually taking a very severe bet against her and in her activity, but not just her activity, her socializing and how she's been conditioned about relationships and marriage. 
if she's been conditioned through movies and music and novellas and all of these things, telenovelas, and she brings that jerk behavior to you and she tries to play you like you desperate for peace leave or you're going to be swayed by her uh, challenging you and shit testing you and you have to turn to abuse and masculine frame as a way to defend her bullshit. It's only a matter of time. Guys, it's only a matter of time. Masculine frame does run out. It doesn't, it's not a long-term plan. It's a short-term solution to a long-term problem. All it is, is essentially you're accepting abuse. And she was an abuser and tried to make the husband, the woman that I showed you, she was literally saying, well, I was the abuser. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's, it's, it's hard out there for a pimp. Let's get to where we at, an hour and 45. All right, we got a couple sponsors here. Carlo, sponsors from Canada. Shout out to you. So I could fuck. That's the wrong one. I'm rich, bitch. He said the sphere has been quiet about the vote or fucking. He says, appreciate you calling out this BS. I don't think people went deep enough into it. I went deep onto the history of stereotypes the history of the emasculation of men, the history of using men as only peace leave suckers. And I went in deep into the breakdown. Some guys didn't go in as deep. Appreciate you. Domain Stickham says, my dad will be back with that carton of milk anytime now. Yes, he will. We're waiting on the return of daddy. Let's go over to PayPal. Many people lost their father, not because the father didn't want a relationship with the children. He simply didn't want a relationship with the mother. And it was, much more convenient for him to bail entirely, wash his hands, re uh, reinvent his life, as opposed to stick around and accept abuse. We need to start acknowledging that men who leave relationships are leaving the woman. They're not leaving the children. But the woman will say, well, if you leave me, I'll never let you see your children again. Mm. Right? That's what they're saying. So they're already put the children up as pawns to control the scenario. And so the dad is like, I ain't going back to that bullshit. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, shout out to Vans. Um, it says right here, this is a long one. He says, uh, how YouTube works now, recommends your videos based on people's watch history. Not, he says, so, so not a lot of regular people see your videos until YouTube tests your video to a wider audience. He says, what CC doesn't, understand it's when you go on shorts and other people is it other people's platforms it opens you up to new viewers that may or may not have watched your content and that's how they get nuked that's true that's true actually my main channel got a lot more subscribers but it got a lot more haters it got viewed so a lot of that i think my channel originally got trouble because i started putting my content on shorts Yep, I agree. He says, as it relates to the content in this space, I say focus on who wants this content. You won't get as much hate. I don't know what CC means. He says CC needs to stop watching or trying to wake people up. I believe, I don't know what CC is, but stop trying to wake people up who don't want to be woke up. Yeah, he says, and there's nothing people can do about CBDC. Just lay low or take the risk and that's it. There's no more fighting. I don't think that the fight is over. It's been long over. Uh, you guys have let all of this encroachment happen. 
And it, oh, cancel culture. That's cancel culture or content creators. All right, shout out to you. It's content creators. But yes, um, a couple things on that. It's long over. The, the battle's been won. The battle's been won. They've whittled it down to the point where you guys are just going to react. And let's close this account. And this person, you're going to try to cancel people. And then another person is going to do the exact same thing on you. The battle was lost years ago with the culture. Years ago. And now y'all trying to play catch up. <laughs> trying to play catch up. It was lost a long time ago. Now, what do you, what do you want to do? If y'all want to be revolutionaries, y'all want to be revolutionaries, go ahead. Y'all know uh, shed blood in the street or start a civil war. If that's what y'all think is going to get it, it been gone. And I'm going to tell you where it's gone. Just look at the community itself. The community itself got more captain savings, savings and simps. They'll never let y'all get over. They'll never let y'all get over. Soon as they told y'all to stay home, <laughs> I mean, that was basically the last bastion of testing if it's going to work. Stay at home. Put on this mask. I mean, it was over, bro. Whatever sense of we need to fight against this was lost, was literally shown. The revolution was televised. That was literally the next bastion of saying where, where the re revolution is. When churches basically bent over, churches basically was like, remember they said, y'all can't even have church services. Y'all can't even go to funerals. You couldn't even go to funerals of your own dead person, your own family member. Y'all, bruh. <laughs> and y'all said, okay, church is having service outside. Rap. <laughs> Rap. I know people don't like what, that, what I'm saying. It's It was a rap right then and there. So now y'all going to be worried about social credit score and how are we going to fight against it? Closing PayPal's? Mm. <laughs> Meanwhile, George Floyd had a whole, he had five funerals and everybody was there. Rap. Mm. <laughs> All right, anyway. All right, anyway, shout out to <laughs> Rapsky. Oh, where are we at here? Shout out to I, I'm a, I'm a little more positive. We'll get it back in the control, Coach. All right, Kaitlyn says, "How's it going, Coach?" I attended the Rams Cowboys game yesterday. Unfortunately, it didn't turn out as well for me, but I did take pleasure out of the crowd booing Kim Kardashian after she was displayed on the video board, and they said Kim Kardashian was surprised that she got booed. All right, she's living in her own world. All right, last one. Oh, that's another. That was another symbol of it was a wrap. When 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 uh when Black Lives Matter walked off with ninety mil, <laughs> I'm like, well, that'll be an end to all of that. It's a wrap. Nobody did nothing. They waiting on Brett Favre. Well, Brett Favre walked off with okay. <laughs> it's over. Bro. Oh, by the way, did you guys know that even IRS agents walked off with a little bit of that pay uh, PPP money? Man. Do y'all realize where we are? Y'all better develop another plan. 
Y'all better develop another plan. It ain't just it ain't just black folks doing it. It's what everybody doing it. It's basically a grab at resources. It's resource grab time. Why is it resource grab time? Because I think we're headed into a different form of of currency, which people know it's time to grab what you want. It's time you need to grab to go to the next level. The world's not done. But there's going to be a new kind of a level of. Um, it's going to be a new level of the haves and has nots. The have and have nots. That's basically what I look at it as. I don't look at it as racial. I don't look at it as I do look at it as control. I think it's a new level of have and have nots. You're either going to be eating bugs and accepting it. You're going to eat bugs and like it. <laughs> or you could be eating prime steak. Or let me just not say eat bugs. You're going to eat near meat. <laughs> I thought I got cut off. It's my head ball. You're going to be eating, what does they call it? Beyond beef. And there's going to be people eating steaks. That's where we're going. That's it. <laughs> okay. Do you get what I'm saying? And you will, that's all, you'll accept it. And there's not going to be an announcement. There's not going to be an announcement. They're just going to put beef up so high where you can't afford it. Or, or, um, or, um, chicken. They're going to say chicken is $45 a bush. $45 a barrel or whatever the hell it is. $45 a pack. They're going to say, here's chicken. They're doing, it's kind of going up now. $45 a pack. You want chicken breast or you want this beyond chicken? I mean, it's kind of right in front of your face. It's kind of right in front of your face. So that's kind of where we at. So, yeah, and it'll be a little bit more. They're going to make stuff available. Well, we got this kind of replacement beef right here. You want some of this? It's cheaper than this beef. Do you guys know? <laughs> All right, let me get to this point here. They're actually um, celebrities that have uh, aged beef on, on hold. They actually have aged beef on hold. They're aging it for people to get at. And you can reserve this prime grade A aged steaks. And it's high prices. I wish I had the clip. I'll show you. High prices, meaning this is going to be a delicacy, whether you need it or not. So anyway, let's get to the main event here. People are like, get to the point. All of it's all of it goes together. All of it goes together. If you think this is all separate, it all goes together. If you're just gonna say broken home, that's the places with the most broken homes will succumb to these results first. And you're going to be sitting there waiting for a reparations check when the broken home syndrome caused you to be exposed to these conditions first. It's all the same. Stop trying to segment it into my social political is wrong, but I'm right on relationships. It's all connected. It's all connected, meaning the people who will have the complaints first will be people from broken homes. The communities with the most broken homes are going to be exposed to these conditions first. And they won't care. You're going to see it. So it's all intertwined. Don't think it's disconnected. Here it is right here. Here's another connection right here. It says right here, when a celibate goes mainstream to sell women dreams. Let's see. It's all a dream. Uh, listen. So let's talk about the tricking market. <laughs> okay, the tricking market. 
So guys that are still saying, when did tricking become a part of being a man? Well, when I when celibates became to expose himself to men who had more resources. And so this is a woman here. Let's go ahead and show you her picture. Uh, this is a quite a normal looking woman. All right. As you can see here, she looks to be racially ambiguous. Uh, there she is with her mask on, which is a red flag. Where's her photo? There she is right there. There she is. We'll read some of this article here. But let me tell you, the tricking market is wide open. And the reason why is uh, women control how relationships are initiated, meaning access to them. So this is called Brefold's Law. Women set the rules for engagement, and then men can set how far the engagement goes. But you have to go by the rules of engagement. If more women are making themselves available for this earlier in their lives, later on, we know the game. They're going to say that to you. But they're doing this up front. And more and more people are doing this. If you think that this is not happening, here it is on MSN. MSN has an article. Women are selling SEGs as a second job to cope with cost of living crisis. We are here, guys. We're here. If you think this is not going on, and then when we say selling, it's not necessarily that they're selling directly, meaning, meaning on the street or on seeking. They might be doing it in terms of Instagram, which now is promoting these type of channels because they know they can make money through subscription services like OnlyFans is. Once Instagram opened up a subscription service on their platform, they are now competing with OnlyFans and thus they are now promoting more booty and titty material. This is what's going on, meaning this is a form of SW work. Let me see if I can go, uh, let's go here. So when people say, why are dudes uh, resorting to tricking? This is because there's more available women. And they're framing this as, I date rich men, or I got to get through with the economy. You see this right here. This is Thursday. MSN, mainstream platform. They're announcing it. Once the media announces it, guys, that means it's already going down. It's already been going down, okay? When you're having trouble on the dating marketplace, and I, I was one of the first people to cross that line to acknowledge that tricking is now here. Now, here's the deal. Here, here's the deal. Your rent's due, motherfucker. I don't encourage anyone to do this type of uh, lifestyle. I don't encourage it. But I do is say this is an open market. And it's a, it, and also, it actually gives you context of why things are decaying on the dating marketplace because women have now monetized themselves or women have now exposed themselves to men early on that do have resources, so it's hard for them to go backwards in expectations. Now, they can't keep these men because they're being bought and they're being sold, but when they come back to the dating marketplace, which they will, their expectations are going to be way off. Let me go ahead and introduce hip-hop into this conversation. For people who were understanding old-school hip-hop, what was one of the things that made a person a legitimate MC, and I'll ask this, I know there's going to be a delay. What was one of the staples of old school hip hop that legitimized you as a legitimate MC? I'll wait because I know there's a little bit of a delay. What was the one of the lines you would never cross? Because once you crossed it, you now delegitimize yourself. Some people are saying lyrics, but it's deeper than that. Below the S says it, write your rhymes. Write your rhymes. Not just lyrics. You had to be the creator of those lyrics. 
you had to have creation of those lyrics. Meaning if you said you were an MC, you had to write your own rhymes. If somebody found out that you had a ghostwriter, they would uh, immediately say, well, you don't even write your own rhymes. Now, what we did find out later was a lot of MCs didn't write their own rhymes. MC Light, Queen Latifah, Dr. Dre, uh, Easy E. You could go down the line. At that particular point, we thought and believed that these people wrote their own lyrics. And that, at the time, was the measure of success. Now, let's go forward. Let's go to today. Is that criteria still the criteria of hip-hop? Which was one of the biggest criterias of hip-hop. If they found out you did not write your rhymes, you were dead as an MC. You could not let it out that you didn't write your own rhymes. Today, Snoop Dogg has his lyrics written. Maybe not his rhymes, but he did cross over into uh, kind of R&B. He had a couple of R&B type singing songs. Drake. People acknowledge now, and they're not afraid to acknowledge now, that they can have a ghostwriter. MCs in the past can now acknowledge, I didn't write my own rhymes. My brother wrote my rhymes. Or this particular group, Tretch wrote my rhymes. The Ice Cube wrote my rhymes. Snoop Dogg for Dre wrote my rhymes. Even producers have other producers in the form of R&B music where those producers are ghostwriting producers. And then the, the producer himself puts a couple of touches on it, and he says he's the producer. Do you see what I'm saying? Uh, Jay-Z wrote for Foxy Brown. Uh, Little Kim was getting rhymes written by, and the whole um, Junior Mafia was basically rhymes by Biggie. Most of the time, you can actually see it. So do you see what I'm saying? Now, the staple of an MC today or a uh, rapper or a musician is that you can have other people create for you and all you are is the performer, which is not bad, but it's not the staple that it used to be. Let's go back to dating. Let's go back to dating. Before, using your wallet and money as a male was seen as a negative. As a loss, it's going to be a stop loss. It's going to be an automatic fail. As a, as a shortcut, no bueno. That was the old dating market. In today's dating world, not so much. People overlook it. And now people want us to go back into the 90s where people did things authentically and did things by the book. And there was rules to say, hey, homie, you don't write your own rhymes. You ain't a whole, you ain't an MC today. Hey, guys, if you pay, you ain't a right man. You're not righteous, okay? So I told you I was going to make a, an equivalency. You can say it's a false equivalency if you want. But that old days of MCs writing their own rhymes and standing on it like a rock ain't coming back. Neither is the idea of an MC being scared to acknowledge that other people write their rhymes. You see what I'm saying? Now you have a marketplace which is wide open to where other people can write rhymes and they could just go ahead and um go ahead and just go ahead and put the music out. Same thing as this celibate marketplace because of the economy. No, many guys are saying, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Let's go ahead and show you what's going on here. Now, is this going to be the best thing for the marketplace? Well, that's up to you to determine. If you are a true MC, it's bad for the marketplace.
Here it is right here. I used the dating app to meet millionaires. And I got to travel the world, get fancy gifts, and learn a lot from my relationships. Here we go. Now, this girl, <laughs> I don't know, man. As she seems to be, like I said, a mixed girl, racially ambiguous. I'm going to tell you, most of her experiences are with old white men. For brothers who really want to know. There's not a lot of old black men that are taking her around on fancy trips and vacations. Now, what they're going to underscore is that she was transacting, transacting access to sex. Okay, They're going to underscore that, and they're going to make it believe that she was just getting world, world, whirlwind trips in, in purses for nothing. And she called it a what? Relationship. She called it a relationship. They look at these as dating and relationships. Amber Lucas said she was tired of dating men who took advantage of her generosity, meaning they didn't pay up. And she told Insider, this is a mainstream publication, she dated up by raising her expectations and meeting successful men. This is Lucas's story as told by as told to Jane Ridley. And it says right here, I spent this is her story. I spent at least wait, I spent a lot of last year reevaluating my life meaning she was broke. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Yep. So she's going to acknowledge that she was going through an economic tough time. The most important thing I had to change was the type of guys I dated. Most of them were emotionally immature and financially irresponsible. So she says most of them were young men. Mm. Most of them were young men, Um, in a, right? They were either young mentally, young financially, or both. I bailed them out. <laughs> and that's you. One guy wanted money because he couldn't make rent. Wow. Your rent's due, motherfucker. He couldn't afford it because he'd spent his whole salary on weed. So this is Pookie. So, all right. So you guys are getting it. So she went and dated these guys. Pookie got it for free and she's mad. All right. So she dated Pookie because he spent his whole salary on weed. Another guy left his rusty old car at my house for three weeks. He couldn't afford the maintenance. It was leaking oil. He used my AAA insurance to have it told. I wanted to meet better men. Those experiences made me want to meet men more stable, somewhat someone mature who could make inter interesting conversation and approach relationships with a generous mindset. Generous mindset. I got money. A man with a handle on his life. I wanted to date up. A friend told me about the dating website Seeking. So here it is again. We're going mainstream with it. Remember, I told you this type of work, this type of relationships will be mainstreamed. I've been following these steps. A lot of guys have been saying, no, 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 coach. This is where we're going. It's specialized in matching successful and attractive people i joined in august of 2021 which is a very common time for women to join let me just tell you historically a lot of women join around there they have tiered memberships their tier costs 270 dollars uh 75 a month people can post their income net worth and lifestyle budget when they join at the highest level Oh, man. So again, this is leading with their wallet. And if you're if you're a guy that says, well, I don't want women like this. I'm sorry to tell you there are a lot of women that you don't know that are on this that are doing this. I'm sorry to tell you there's women that you work with that are doing this. 
not all. There's women that tried to do this. There's her next door neighbor. There's the, 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 the girl next door that goes to college. She's a sophomore. It, it's crazy. Let's continue. It says right here, I wanted to be men who shared my interest in travel <laughs> and exploring new things. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm in the process of establishing my own business. God damn. This, if you know anything about my members live stream, we talk extensively about that one. I'm in the process of establishing my own business. They all are. Eyelash business, lip gloss business. It's always some shit like that. Uh, hair weed business. It's always going to be some stuff like that. I also thought it would be good to be among people who knew how to negotiate and reach targets. I hope they advise me or mentor me. How is she framing these relationships? Is she saying I want monogamy? Is she saying I want love? No, she said, I don't care what these guys do in their off time. I need mentorship. And I'm going to exchange access to me. There she is there at a wine vineyard or something like that, doing some wine tasting. And guess the chair is open, but there's two drinks. Guess who takes this picture? Sugar Daddy himself. He's left his seat to take a picture in which he's, she's going to later use on her profile. She's going to use on her profile to show that she's been exposed to nice things. But he takes the picture. White Wolf takes the picture. And then later on, when she goes back to Tinder or the dating marketplace, right? And that's to you. find a husband. This is what your future wives are doing. This is how she's going to show herself. She's used to doing nice things. I go, I travel, I go on adventures, right? Um, so this is the type of guy I want to marry. This is my qualifications, my access to fine things. Uh, I talked to a few guys on the site. They were mostly in their 50s. I got money. 50s. Them young girls don't want you, coach. Or them young girls only want you for your money. Here's a problem. Once you hit the 40s, ladies, the men in their 50s have access to, despite that she looks like a five, a plain Jane, they have access to, if they have the money. Older men with money aren't depending on 40-year-old, 45-year-old women who haven't been exposed to things. I've flown myself to Paris. I've done Greece. I've island hopped. I've done all of that. Yes, these young girls will give men access. Yes, they absolutely will. I met one who lived in my hometown of San Francisco. He was super kind and intelligent. He brought his dog to the date, which I thought was sweet, but we didn't really see each other again. Then, in the fall, I dated an international businessman. He was 53 years old, about 14 years older than me. So this woman's a little bit older, but um, she says 14 years older than me. Guys, 14, 20 years older is not a barrier for entry anymore. Anymore. I date people way because I'm in my 40s. I'm in my mid-40s. It is not uncommon for me to have 20-year age difference 20 close to 25 year old age difference in this marketplace easy and they don't care about no monogamy or nothing they just need some they just need a little bit of help your rent's due motherfucker <laughs> he was super kind and intelligent all right she says then in the, okay all right he says here we've been on several dates when i told him i was going on a trip to france it was one of my favorite countries 
do you want me? Wait, do you want to visit me? I asked somewhat jokingly. He said, absolutely. He said he absolutely would like to come and then ask when I was leaving. I said, I hadn't bought my tickets yet. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let's go back. This is some seeking game right here. I'm going to make this larger. She says, I'm going to France. She says right here, we had several dates when I told him I was going on a trip to France. Then she says, I haven't even bought the tickets yet. Mm. What the hell? How you going on a trip? But you ain't got no tickets. <laughs> That's a game right there. Will you let me do that for you? He said, I would love to support you in your travel to France. Now, let me tell you something. Just so you guys know, I know girls that get that exact same treatment. I've never provided it, but I know a girl who just went to Europe and she's a junior college girl. She just went to Europe on the dime of one of her friend's uncles. She said the same thing. I've never been to Europe. And this older man with money, he said, he said, I got money and took her to Europe with him. Brothers. And her ass went. She says right here, she wants to wrap you in your warm embrace. This is the marketplace. It took my breath away. In my prior relationships, I had to be independent. Save up my money and plan every last detail of the trip. Here was someone who saw that I had a passion for France and wanted to support me in that passion. I thought about it for a bit. Then I said, okay, yes, thank you. And that's you. He hovered around my shoulders when I booked the business class flights, the business class right flights. He said, quote, I don't want you to remove the wait. I don't want you to remove the power. So I'll give you the credit card and we'll do it together. The moment the prices came up, he said, don't get sticker shock. I thought these tickets could pay off my car. I lived in Paris for three months. Whoa, my goodness. How did you jump from there? He came to visit. So wait, she visited. She took a trip and then she stayed. Holy moly. He came to visit. Usually when he had a business trip to Europe, we'd visit places like the vineyard of the Lori Valley. I'm sure I mispronounced that. And here it says right here, Lucas deciding against purchasing the Christian Dior handbag. She chose an $11,000 Chanel bag instead. Guys, this type of information is leaking out to the mainstream normie woman. Now, in between this, they're not talking about all the peace leave she gave up. And I'm just going to tell you, he beat that. He beat the brakes off of them. This girl, he beat the brakes off of her. They're not talking about that part. And so that's and that's where the normies are going to fail when they come over here. They're thinking guys are just going to spoil me. And then when the guy reaches in between her legs and he says, time to pay up, they act dumb. What? <laughs> what do you mean? But this is when they get an education and they fall back to the normie relationship marketplace. And that's you. Christmas and New Year's were beautiful. We stayed at the Chateau in Bordeaux with a private chef and massage therapist. Otherwise, we would have the whole place to ourselves. We played hide and seek at midnight. I got money. <laughs> I'm going to say this again. This is your future wives. We we played hide and seek at midnight. 
I'm sure you did play hide and seek. Hide and go get it. You play hide the salami. Hide, hide and cheeks. I'm sure you played hide and something. Something got hidden. So that right there is the underlying statement right there. We played hide and seek at midnight. What she meant is she gave him access. Okay. Quote, he, or well not quote, he took me to London and bought me my first Chanel bag. It cost $11,000. I got money. Are we at the point in our relationship where it's okay for me to buy you a bag? This is what he asked. He told me to take my time choosing the right one. I was tempted by Christian Dior, but decided on Chanel. I thought, I'm so glad that I'm dating you. I got money. Guys, this is what women are calling dating. And I've been warning you that this is where we're going. She says this is dating. She hasn't asked the man, has he has a wife? She hasn't asked for a ring. She hasn't asked for a commitment. She's like, spoil me. Continuing on right here. How many men would just march off and buy any bag without thinking twice? I got money. Your rent's due, motherfucker. <laughs> Quote, here we go. We split up because our work, our work got in the way. Guys, these women have jobs too. Normie job. We had some great talks about business. He gave me advice and refined my business idea. In April, we came to a fork in the road. We broke up. It was right person, wrong time. We had a lot going on in our work. We parted as friends. Many of these relationships part just like that. And eventually she'll come back. Hey, I got a need. Can you take care of that? Your rent's due, motherfucker. And he'll be like, yeah, just come on in. I'll just include you with the rest of the rotation. All right, just come on in. Yep, you were a good girl. Most of these, they never end up like cats fighting like cats and dogs. You just kind of just part ways. Hey, we have fun. Okay, going about your business. Keep what you had. Great time. And then the guy moves on. He goes back to the junior college. She goes back on the marketplace. And then eventually you might find yourself back. And eventually he'll be over it. In reality, he was over it. He already got them cheeks. He already got them cheeks. And he's like, I'm done with it. Somebody says, uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. I dated a couple of guys. I can't, Wait, I dated a couple of more guys on Seeking. Just as I said, they were smart and interesting. But I connected with a man who lived in the Bay Area too. He was in his mid-50s. Wait. I'm not happy. Hold on. <laughs> not that. Not that. Hold on. He was in his mid-50s. I got money. Mid-50s. Guys, I'm just letting y'all know. And this girl, I'm going to say 32. She said 14 years uh, younger than 52. So, look, let me get my calculation out. That's a 30 something. She said 30 something. I don't, she doesn't look 30 something, but she's in her 30s, mid 50s. Uh, let's go back. Uh, where is it at here? Where's my article? Here's what she did with him. Says that right here, he asked if I joined him on a business trip to Seattle. You know what changed all of this? Let me tell you what changed all of this. Um, um, what was it? What's the movie called? 50 Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey. So that was one of the catalysts to get women to that realize that, you know, monogamy might not be it. I can go, I can go and get like uh, this billionaire treatment, right? I can go get this billionaire treatment. And a lot of guys are providing that there, but they also get in the clap younger girls cheeks. 
So she says right here, she went to Seattle. We stayed at a five-star hotel, the city center. I did my own thing when he was in his meetings. He gave me his credit card and told me to book stuff for us to do for when he was finished working. He told me to have a spa day and go shopping with everything on him. 50 Shades of Greg here. Yeah, we own 50 Shades of Greg here. I asked ahead of time if I could buy a bag. He said yes. So I decided to purchase a Celine bag that cost a few thousand dollars. He also paid for me to fly first class to see my family on the East Coast. I think flying first class is a waste of money when you travel domestically, but not on an international flight. Not if you're coming from the West Coast. That's like a, a domestic international flight anyway. You get to your destination looking alive, not half dead. I'm going to have to work hard to become an amazing entrepreneur to afford it. No, you don't. You just got to give up some peace, Lee. I don't know whether I could ever go back to economy. There you go right there. There it is right there. I don't know if I could ever go back to economy. This is what she's saying. This. Let me rephrase that. I don't know if I can ever go back to regular dating. I can't do it. So I will pull back. I will pull back. I will always be, she, she believes, I will always be doing this. Meaning once she meets you, regular guy, you're not going to be able to cut it. You're not going to be able to cut it anymore. She's going to try this right here. And that's you. And she's going to say, "Forget, I can't do this shit. That's what she says. And guys, uh, it says right here, we had a lot of fun. He's a self-made millionaire who didn't always have it easy. He was raised in a single parent household. He pulled himself, he pulled himself from his uh up by his bruise straps. We're no longer dating, but I learned some useful things from him. And you know what time it is. <laughs> what did they leave out? Them cheeks. She left them cheeks out. Last paragraph, last few paragraphs. I found that patience is not a common trait among high flyers. Here she says, I've worked in corporate America for almost 10 years. Let's go ahead and say. So I could focus on my career. I'm not ignorant about business dealings. I've done a lot of reading. It was very nice to meet someone with the same intellect. I worried that people who were super successful would be intimidating. But I had a peek behind the curtain. But I had a peek behind the curtain. And he also had a peek behind the curtains. They get lonely and want company just like everyone else. As for the sex, over the past year or so, I have never had such good sex. Oh, it's been, uh, wait, it's been communicative and respectful with no expectations. <laughs> so what a lot of guys will realize once you go over there a lot of people will be like she won't give you her soul she's gonna lie there like a dead fish what you don't realize is that's not true she will give you very enthusiastic segs and this is why because she's going to be aroused by the environment that you created around it i don't know if you know that many times the view of women when they're having sex is one, either their face is buried in the pillow, but they're oriented to be able to see more than you can see. 
which means they're on their back, which means they can see the ceiling. They can see how high the ceilings are. They can see the chandelier. They can see the windows. They can see outside of the boat. They can see inside of the Rolls Royce. They actually get a view and they're aroused by the view. Which means that is going to lead to more euphoria. And they're going to be more willing to do things. Remember, I always tell you that having your own place is a big advantage because a lot of women want to do things and be very open. They want to be frisky. They want to walk around nude. They want to bang on the kitchen table. They want to scream loud. They want to be nasty. They don't want to have a sense that somebody's going to knock on your bedroom door like your mama, your brother, or anything like that. So they can be free, loud. They can scream. They can do whatever they want. They can stop in the middle of you walking to the bathroom, suck you off. They want to be able to do these things. And if they're doing it in five-star uh, uh, five star hotels, if they're doing it on yachts and boats, if they're doing it in big, high-vaulted ceiling houses with big screen TVs 80 feet, this is going to lead to them being more aroused about doing the things and more free and open. People don't understand that, but that goes along with it. It's not that you're performing well. It's the scenario that you've created around. So with that being said, she says, I never thought it would be this good, but it was great. Here it is right here. There's a slight drawback with these businessmen. However, patience is not their strongest suit. They're used to people saying yes to everything they want and when they want it. I've learned that it was okay to say no. If they can't handle that, they're not the person I'm trying to partner with. That means she's going to be on that carousel. Okay, so there's the article right there. But this is going somewhat mainstream. Now, what are your future wives out here doing? Let's go ahead and give you a glimpse. That's one glimpse of what your future wife is out here doing. A lot of people will experience this type of relationships and they'll go back to normie relationships. You will never know it. Let me give you another sense of what your future wife might be doing out here in these streets. Let me see if I can pull it up here on my, damn, I got too many tabs open. See here. Where's it at? There it is. There's my Instagram. So for the brothers, brothers, here it is. Let me see. Instagram. I'm going to share it right here. All right. We're going to go back to my Instagram. Here it is right here. All right. Here's a sister right here. Now, a lot of people will be offended and talk about men being predatory, not taking the fact that these young women are accountability and legal, fully legal, to do what they need to do out here in these streets, right? In these streets. And they're also capitalizing. So a lot of people are like, these 18, 19, 20, these guys are reprehensible for doing this. Let's go ahead and hear what she says she's doing out here in these streets. Let's go ahead and play it. Downtown, being fast, selling ass, I'm a hoe now. Do -do 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 -do. Making my way downtown, being fast, selling ass, I'm a hoe now. Do -do 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 -do. Making my way downtown, being fast, selling ass, I'm a hoe now. Now, <laughs> there used to be a time where this was kept under wraps. But now, because we live in a culture, same thing as this now time for Drake to be popular and not write his own rhymes and not write his own music. We just accept it. Same thing is it's now time for people to do this openly because we've accepted it as open relationships. 
And guys are going to say later on that they're going to get these women for free and I got it for free and not my girl and these girls aren't doing it. The spectrum is alive. The spectrum of alive. Now, at some particular point, she's going to talk about the, the ninjas that ain't ish and dudes that won't pay and broke dudes and all of this stuff. And that's you. And then hold these expectations for you. Well, you need to have this, 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 and that. This is what Generation Z and the older, the younger millennials are going to have to deal with in the next 10 years. And that's you. A lot of women will have tempted their tummies with the taste of nuts and honey. Not only that, I would say older millennial women have been doing this, but it's now more open. Generation X was doing it. But now it's more open, and now it's more seen as, hey, this is just what we do out here. This is dating. Let's go ahead and give you another indicator here of what your girlfriend is doing, what your future wife is doing right here. Um, this this has music to it, so I'm going to have to mute it. But um, here's your girlfriend at the gym. Here's your girlfriend at the gym. Now, this caption says, guys won't shoot their shot at the gym. She says, there. They, they, apostrophe, R-E. She meant there, not there. And then she's going to say how guys shoot her shot. Now, let's take a look at what she thinks a guy shooting her shot is. Let's go ahead and play this. Um, let me see here. Here it is right here. So she's drinking. She's standing there recording herself in the gym. And she thinks she just did something here. There she is right there. So <laughs> I will play it again here. So guys don't shoot their shot in the gym. They just come up and work out next to you or at the same time as you. And she thinks she did something here. <sighs> now, why? First of all, I find it absolutely amazing at the number of women that take up spaces in corners of gyms recording themselves the entire workout. Now, it doesn't take a fool. It doesn't take a, a genius to realize why. As 35% of all personal trainers are female, most of the women getting um, traffic in terms of views related to fitness and fitness training are women. I would say 65, 70% of the most popular fitness accounts in terms of views are women, but they only make up 35% of the fitness industry. And they're going there to show how to air squat, how to curl 10 pound weights in the corner, particularly maybe how to deadlift to impress a group of men in the gym. I can't believe she deadlifted that much. You know, those videos. But they go there and they set their phone up to record themselves and all the interactions. We played the young other young woman who basically recorded herself stripping and then tried to catch men looking at her stripping. It's actually mind-blowing activity, but this has more to do with seeking attention than anything. Now there's no more nightclub attention. Eight out of ten people that are at nightclubs are women, all right? And the most of the dudes, men's have men have pretty much given up on that bullshit. So now it's go to the gym and do the same thing you're going to do at the nightclub. Let's show you her face when she thought she got the attention of the guy. I want you to show how ridiculous this is. Um, and by the way, she recorded this of a part of her one-hour workout that she recorded. She found this portion of the the video. To make this point, I'm telling you how manipulative and a piece of shit activity this is. She went back to the footage that she recorded of herself after the workout. Went back 
clip this part, put music to it, and a caption. <laughs> if you don't realize how crazy, yeah, edit it is, match the music to it, and post it. I'm telling you. You know how long that takes. It could have took 30 minutes for, to complete that process, right? Oh, let me find it. And she posted this part of her workout. Let me go ahead and explore it again here. So right here. So um, let me see if I can play it again. So as, again, I've been telling warning men of this. They use reflections to see if you're checking on them. So she's looking in the mirror, acting like she's um, she's working out or pausing to take a drink. But as the man was approaching, she was looking in the mirror. Now, this glance by this man. Doesn't appear to be going to her, but he could be glancing at her. That glance was enough for her to look like this. Watch this. Like that. You see that shit? That glance right there was enough for her to, in her mind, prove her point and basically get this transaction of attention. That right there. That was the attention she needed to validate herself in the gym. That right there. That right there made her go back and clip that portion of the video to out this man as a attention-seeking, thirsty male. Let's play that again just so you can see it. Um, going back. You see that? that? You see that look right there? She was just like, see, I still got it. <laughs> Hold on. Let me see. And I'm not saying this to hate women. This is to understand them. That right there. And now she's going to do a jig. She's going to do a touchdown dance based on that interaction. Bruh, you're dealing with some really, really, it, it, this is about how to understand. Now, here's the deal. The guy was just, she's in the way. She's in between two squat racks or two cages. She's standing there recording herself drinking. Look at her body. She's not in great shape. She's in decent sex shape, but she's not a fitness. She's not in fitness shape. Her arms are soggy. She's not lean and ripped. So it's not like she's been in there for months and weeks and years. Okay. She's just been in there. She's probably young. She has a decent body, but she's standing in an odd spot, which he needs to rack and unrack. Not only that, she probably legitimately put herself there because he was record. He was over there. And now she knows he's going to be coming back and forth, so forth and so on. But she put it on him that he was the thirsty guy. Let's go ahead and play this again. So she's looking at him approaching. Now, let me just say, as an Asian chick in, in the Western United States, a white man's validation is everything. So she obviously likes white chads. This is very obvious. Now, she's looking at him. He's paying her no mind. She's still looking at him, but then she glanced away typically soon as she would believe he's glancing at going to glance at her. So she now went away from the glance. He's going to turn the glance. There she is looking off away as if I'm not paying attention to you, but she's already got enough from him. That right here. This right here, gentlemen. Is where she says I got his ass. Wait. She got it. She got the attention she needed right there. Now, let's go ahead and play the rest. Boom. And look at where the cop. 
her confidence skyrockets. <laughs> her confidence has now skyrocketed into the orbit. And watch this. Look at that. <laughs> I swear to God. These people are fantastic people to uh, break down in film. And now she's like, I got his ass. Thirsty ass gym dude. And now he's going about his business. And here she is now. She's actually moving back into closer into his territory. Right? To do this little jig. So she tried to move in closer to him. And now she's looking with the stank face over here. I swear to goodness, this is what your future wives are doing. This is what your future wives are doing right now. When I say, when I say to you guys, what's going on right now, uh, in your future, not my girl, coach. Yes, your girl. I'm going to play another one, last one, and we'll get on with this. Am I sharing the screen? No. So I'm going to have to look up this right here. Oh, shit. Hold on for a second. Why is it not pulling up? I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll get it. Oh, it should have pulled up. Okay. Where'd it go? Oh, there it is. Okay, it's pulling up. I got to scroll down to the video. So... There's a video of a guy. I don't know his name. Many people might know him when I share the video. But he goes around places and he gets to uh, kiss women. He asks women to kiss them or touch on them. Now, many of these girls are, you know, of a certain age. And this particular time, he went. his name is Chris Sales. So here it is right here. I'm going to play it. I don't know if I can play the music. Let's go ahead and put it up. His name is Chris Sales. And he goes around and he asks women. I've seen videos like this. He asks women, can he kiss them? Can he touch their butt? He'll ask them to turn around. And then he says, can I touch it? Okay. But this time he goes on a college campus. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> and he goes on a college campus and he wants to see if these young women, these are typically freshmen, sophomore, juniors, or seniors, 18, 19, 20, or 21. I don't know how old he is. But they're calling him a predator for going in. And I had to make a comment, which a lot of people agreed on. They're like, he's a predator if you go after 18 or 19-year-olds. Now, legally, he can go after whoever he wants above the age of 18 or at the age of 18 and above. It's legal. Now, it might be against one person's morality, which is a whole different conversation. But other people, morality-wise, women and men, both adults, might consent to this. And the reality is, whether you like it or not, calling people predators for doing this is not going to stop people from doing this. This is the marketplace we're in right now. 18-year-old, 19- and 20-year-old women are getting flown out by fully grown adults from the between the ages of NFL player and 60 years old. It's going on right now. And people are acting like this is actually reprehensible behavior, that he's a predator. This is going on all day long. But these are what your future wives are doing. Let's go ahead and play the video. Let's see. Okay. Let's <laughs> so I kiss you on the cheek, or I can grab your ass. Kiss. Okay. Let's <laughs> so I kiss you on the cheek, or now this guy doesn't appear to be that old. He could be thirty, potentially, maybe in his mid thirties, and these girls are eighteen, nineteen, twenty, getting stumped on the yard. Uh, getting prepared for life. I don't know if you guys can see that. I'll make it a little bit larger. 
right there. I can grab your ass. But people are going. This is predatory. Unfortunately, I don't I wouldn't agree to do anything like this. I keep my stuff under wraps. But people are criticizing that man in particular and particularly when I just read you a story of where's the clip of the white guys with the black girl? Somebody give me that clip. Somebody give me the clip. I don't know if you can attach the clip. But give me the clip of that one Stragnesia. And she shows the three white guys behind her on a boat. Some, somebody's got to find me that clip. Okay, find me that clip so we can see what's going on. Funny that women say they can do this and it's empowerment. It's framed in, I'm empowered. I'm doing this. This is just a phase of my life. I'm doing this. I'm doing this for money. Uh, I have a need. I have a need. What is that famous line in um, the movie Set It Off? I'm in need. I, I got to feel this need. But then when the guy, when the guy does it, this is what happens. Somebody says, why are you showing them this clip? Again, put two and two together. I know sometimes I'm hard to follow. The clip says, this part of the stream says, things your future wife is doing, stay with me. Mm. Stay with me. I know sometimes, yeah, I'm in a bind, Nate. Stay with me. Things your future wives are doing. Come on. Stop breaking things out of context. Jesus Christ, would you stay with me? <laughs> I don't do things. Yeah, come on, man. Get your brain out of your ass. Good Lord. Yeah, I'm in a bind, Nate. <laughs> stay with me. I said this portion of the stream is it's crawling across the damn stream right now. It's crawling slowly. Things your future wives are doing. Mm. I can't keep up with me. Good Lord. I know this is a three-hour show. My goodness. <laughs> Sometimes, man, I tell you. Moving on. <laughs> what are your future wives doing? What are they open to? They're trying. They're doing this on the low. And then eventually they'll come back and say what? And that's you. Pay attention. Everything I do is for a purpose. I don't just come on here and don't plan shit out. I make stories for you to follow. So everything has context. Everything's connected. There's nothing out of the realm where I just pulled it out of my ass. I connect one thing to the other. Pay attention. Things your future wives are doing. Yes. And, and later true. on, they're going to come back to you, which does ruins the dating market. This ruins the dating market. And they're not ashamed of doing it on camera. They're now saying on camera to a grown-ass man, yes, you can kiss me. Yes, you can grab my butt. Later on, 5, 10, 15 years down the line, they're going to say, What happened? Where did all the men go? It's connected. Stay with me. All right, anyway, let's get into these contributions, man. Because it's almost three hours. Remember, this is a three-hour show. And there will be a one-hour show in that evening before kickoff. Okay, boy. Jesus is in the building. Thank you, Jesus. 
He pays us a visit. That's what I'll call you. He says that you're headed to Mexico on Friday. We'll be in San Diego on Thursday. You know what time it is. <laughs> All right. Shout out to you. Loud Pockets is in the building. Shout out to you. All right. Enjoy your trip, Deadly Ellie. He says, Coach, got a message for you from Top G. What color is your Bugatti in the building? Oh, shout out to Top G. Uh, people did make a little bit of YouTube ad stream revenue, breaking down the Top G's interview with one Pierce Morgan. All right. Shout out to him. I didn't do it because I don't make any money. <laughs> All right. I don't make money putting videos out. I got to do live stream. He says, uh, A.D. Austin. He says, I was just out this weekend at the Outdoor Mall. BWs were there, all staring and running me down uh, for me to talk to them. Hard pass. Yeah, very untrustworthy group of people, unfortunately. And uh, that's not by my creation. All right. They kind of dug their own hole relationship-wise. They need to get their act together, really. But I want, I'm not depending on it. Where are we at here? That's everybody on Venmo. We're down to Cash App. Let's see. Cash app. Mr. Peters is in the building. Pause. He says, thanks, coach. Uh -huh. No government name says you just just described my marriage. It was super toxic. Peace, quiet and freedom. And men, you can choose peace, quiet and freedom. OK, you don't have to be in relationships now. All right. Half space will travel. Your future wife costs two hundred dollars right now. Right now. I got money. Free agent for life. Your future wife does cost two hundred dollars or even a slightly more. And he also says he's not even paying attention to her. She's crazy. Okay, that's what your future wives are doing. I don't understand recording your entire gym session. I, I don't understand that. I understand maybe recording a clip here and there. But setting your phone up on a tripod in the gym has to be the most pretentious thing you can do. I get it. We are in a phone video world. But setting up your phone in a gym. And you you're don't have a fitness following, which she doesn't. It's absolutely asinine to me, but people do it. It's crazy. That's just a attention seeking. But at the end of the day, she can sell that content. So I'm not mad at that. She can sell that content. Teddy KGB, again, coach. Coach's pills are redder than yours. Yes, indeed. And some people can't keep up with it. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Maybe did I miss anybody? U.S. Army retire says, I'm 41 and I look 29. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure that I deserve an insanely rich woman. Speaking of rich women. To wrap you in my warm embrace and I make it last forever, yes, babe. I catch a glimpse of heaven. When you let me wrap you in. Some of the old women on Seeking need to be sugar mama. Shout out to Carlo. He says the world is in trouble. If you're over 28, the world is in trouble. If you're under 28, it's your reality. <laughs> but if you've been anywhere near the world when you, you know, 28 and older, you're like, whoa, what's going on? Marriage is a beta move, CGA. If you're demonetized, then why worry about copyright claims? That's not community strikes. That only matters if you're monetized. And he says, um, well, because they will give you, it's not a, it's not a, um, it's a claim, but essentially what happens is 
I am also streaming on the Notorious CGA channel, which is monetized. And thus, as soon as you they give you a copyright claim, they didn't get claimed to all the super chats or at least half. So I'm not monetized on the channel. You're oh no, you're mon you're watching the channel now. So you realize that a copyright claim does give them access to the super chats. Okay. And then eventually, if you keep doing this on a repeated basis, they'll ban you. They'll ban you. So it's just a notification, but the notification itself means they do have access to the super chat or any money collected in the monetization. So that's how it works on YouTube. Anyway. Yes, it's an it's a finesse. So yeah, I'm not worried about the strike, but I you you super chatted on the monetized channel. All right, he says Agent Machine says this they sell the one thing most good men ask for, yet they claim that they have to wait or worse, deny their husbands in a form of control. I feel no pity. Oh, don't worry about their body count, guys. Don't worry about that. Hey guys, they give it away for free. And it's fine. They just make you pay for it later. What's wrong with that, guys? <laughs> What's wrong with that? It's okay. It's not like you were there when they were giving it away for free. Not only that, it's not like you were there when they were selling it. You just got to jump through hoops and hurdles for that one thing. And as a matter of fact, they can deny you access to them, even if you marry them. Absolutely. Got catch up with the times. <laughs> it makes sense in my head, right? Hey, ladies, 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 doesn't that make sense? Tell these guys. Tell these guys that you can go out there and throw your thing around willy nilly and then hold it as a ransom later on when I marry you. It's not a big deal. Guys just need to understand that that, that is the current state of women. Yeah, man, they were just young and dumb when they were throwing it around willy nilly. Now they realize the value and their worth. They are, oh, it's worth something now. And then they're just going to make us pay for it. It's okay. I mean, there's other things. There's other reasons why you married her, right? You didn't just marry her for sex. I mean, you told her that. You told her to have in the hole. You told her that you were going to have fun times and create families. And No, you didn't just marry her for sex. How dare you? How dare you? What type of shallow man is you? Is you for marrying her just for sex? <laughs> I'm wondering what else did I marry you for? I mean, that was the that was the number one thing, right? Teddy KGB says again, coaches red pills are redder than yours. Octavius M says, thank you for putting us up on reality, coach. Wake up. It's the first of the month. Shout out to the buff DJ. Man, it's sad. I asked a couple of my ex-ex co-workers about seeking, and they all said they been on it at one point. They said it so casually. Wake up. The buff DJ just dropping red bills on you. If you ask a normal woman in a big city, they've done this. They've done this at least once or twice. They've tried it. Some of them have profiles right now. Take a woman on a date. If you're a normie guy, if you really want to know, go ask a normal woman that you're on a date with, have they created a profile? <laughs> you're going to be blown away. You're going to be absolutely blown away. 
And now women under 40 don't count. Over 40 don't count. I'm talking about all women under the age of really 35 and below. Somebody said the internet's 30 years old. This ain't nothing new. The problem is, see, this is this is what I hear from men all the time, right? Here's the problem. It is new to most normie guys. See, this is where I get, I, I, I see these comments all the time. Hey, man, prostitution is the oldest profession in the world. It, uh, there was always Backpage. And the problem was normal women weren't exposing themselves on Backpage, right? You can segment it. There was a time where men compartmentalized Backpage women. And they were like, these are the skeezers. This is where the problem is. Is now men are realizing that normal women are in these streets and they're going over there. That's where the problem is. It's not that this is new that women sell themselves. It's new that normal women are now open about it. See, this is where I keep getting this bite back. They keep telling me it's nothing new. It is new. Your future wives are on this, more of them. And now they get to say, well, this is not prostitution. This is dating. That's new. That's very new. Normal women that work at your jobs are framing this as, because if you were on back page, it was very clear what you were doing. There was a clear line of distinction. If you were on AOL, whatever it was, it was a clear distinction of what you were doing. It was a clear indication. There was no coming back and forth. It was a clear indication of what you were doing. If a woman went to the all-star game and she showed up there, it was a clear indication of what she's doing. Yeah, Craigslist. Now, it's transitioned to, it's not selling Peacely. What are you talking about? I'm just dating these guys. Do you see the difference? That's where the difference lies. And that's why it's important for men to understand that while a woman would not be open about being on Craigslist and Backpage, she certainly will be open about being on Seeking. That's where the difference lies. See, people keep telling me, no, nah, man, this isn't nothing new. Yes, it is. It's very new. And men are going to have to deal with that. Yeah, I was on Seeking and I dated a couple guys and, well, what happened? And she got a fistful of 20s. I got money. That's very new that they're open about it and they're looking at you going, what's wrong? But they would be very quiet about being on back page. They wouldn't even admit that. They wouldn't even admit it. They're like, hell no. I would never do that. Oh, but seeking? Yes, I'm on over there. Yep, and I dated it. I did it for three years, but now I'm ready to settle down. And that's you. That's new. So stop trying to keep telling me about this is nothing new. This is significantly new. As the guy just said, there's women that will not mention it until you bring it up. And when you bring it up, they'll be like, yeah. That's where it's new. And I dated a couple guys. I didn't sleep with them for money. I took a couple of trips. They bought a couple of handbags. They spoiled me. I'm over it now. I want to settle down and get married. And that's you. Yep. I just had a mentor. He mentored me about my business. And we went to France. And he took me on a couple of trips. And we went fine dining. And that was it. And that's you. 
that's where it's new. Because <laughs> we know what happened. We know what happened. And we I never had to do anything for him. And he took me on his boat. He showed me around. We dated. We were in a relationship. See, in the past, they could just say, I was on back page. I got $40 on my forehead. That's what she would have to admit if she ever said, I tried back page in Craigslist. She would have to admit that she got skeeted on in her eyeball. That's what she would have to admit. On Seeking, they could say, I was just dating an older guy. Mm. <laughs> All right, guys, catch up with me. All right, I'm not telling you anything that I'm not trying to shape something into what's, what it's not. Right now, we have a normalized marketplace of prostitution in which they could jump off of it at any point and go back to dating. Openly. Openly. Not behind closed doors where you find out later that your wife was an escort. Okay, no. They're openly doing this. Anyway, Henry Brazilian says everyone goes for freshmen in college. It's an easy target in the building. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> All right. But I do get some people that do try to make these points and argue, oh, well, this is this and that, this and that. I framed this so you guys can understand here. Let me see if I missed out on the super chat. Potentially, I could have. This is a new, we're, we're in a new marketplace. Although pros have been always a pro, we've been, we're in a new marketplace. Shout out to Octavius M. I got you already. And I got everybody. All right, shout out to the coach game. Let me make sure. Oh, also, you know what's open as well? You have men openly doing this, and they're framing it as relationships. Okay, I'll end on that point. So you have men openly doing it, men openly also doing it, saying they're running game on broads. And then you go down deep down inside and they're dealing with pros or they're dealing with these seeking girls. And there will be guys on here saying, and I'm not just talking about fresh, but they're also talking like other dating coaches that have filmed women. And they said, I met this girl at the bar. I ran game on her, and she was a girl right off seeking arrangements. I swear to God, there's a dating coach, another dating coach, that has been caught doing that. Meanwhile, they had a profile on seeking. It's You see what I'm talking about? You see what I'm talking about? That's new, where a guy can say, hey, I've been running game on these girls, and then later on you realize they've been doing the same thing that these girls have been doing, and they call it normalizing relationships normalizing running game and they were just seeking broads mm. hmm. this is new and the curtains being pulled wide open on this particular subject matter so it's new yes it's new all right <laughs> somebody says they're blurred it in and later on and they and you will see them that we're blurring the lines as opposed to the lines being clearly drawn. Shout out to the coach gang at the three hour mark. Enjoy the rest of your day. Raiders up in the building. And, you know, I see TikTok on here all the time that talk about like, you know, pretty girls and how they're never approached. And it's true. Like I was just out at a bar. Black men were there. None of them talked to my friends and I all pretty girls, black girls, none. And it's like, 
people say like finding someone to have sex with you to take you out to eat to compliment you is not hard i can go on these apps clearly and find someone that's ready to have sex with me tonight right now without even knowing my last name literally does not know if i've just had just got rid of an std yesterday but is definitely willing to have sex with me right now but finding someone that like is willing to check on me when i say i'm having a bad day that's too much and it's just so frustrating because it's like i'm just myself i don't know what else to do i just want a man who's going to make my heart melt and my pussy throb i am too horny to be single someone better start acting right and wife me the fuck up i'm like hotter than average Take the average. I'm hotter than average. I'm smarter than average. I'm funnier than average. I'm above, I'm an above average individual. I'm 33 and I look like young. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that I deserve an insanely rich guy. Here's the thing, you know, if you're broke, just say that. Don't be mad at me for charging people for my time, materials, and efforts. God. You know, one thing I could never relate to is how people enter relationships because they feel like the person has potential. They're going to be working their way up and being big one day. Let me tell you one thing about me. I ain't no damn ride or die. Oh, no. If you're working your way up, let me know when you make it. Okay? Because I'm not trying to struggle with somebody and go through the mud. I'll meet you at the end. Let's, let's exchange numbers when you're the CEO. Okay? Potential? And all of that, my heart, yani, it just vibes with what's happening now, you know? Potential, but a lot of...